1: San Antonio Sports Star Audio Vault is brought to you by A.A. Best Bell Bonds. 225-2121 or online at MyBestBailBonds.com. <laughs> James Pledger, Jack Thompson, The Saturday Morning Hangover, Go
0: Martin Go- San Antonio, welcome into the Saturday morning hangover right here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 1033 FM. We are your hangover without the headache. He is Jack Thompson. I am James Pledger. You can follow him on Twitter at Jack underscore Thompson 33 or at I am Pledger for me. Of course, you can listen along at SA com. Jack, how you doing, my man? Doing good, man. Doing good. Ready to get into it. I survived the birthday weekend. Ah, uh, yes. It was great. It was good times, although there was a noticeable absence there Saturday night. Had to go to
1: work, man. <laughs> Had to go to work. Didn't get out until like, I don't know, 1230.
0: It's all good. By the end of the night, I was feeling so good it didn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a good time. We we took over the patio nice. out at uh, Ruin Angry, and it's about 20, 30 people just all on the back patio. It was a good, nice. good time. Lots of fun had. Laser tag, even more fun than I thought it was going to be. And I'll tell you, going to Big Lou's first time there, never done it. Mm-hmm. It's a legitly good pizza. Yeah. I was shocked. Solid, yeah. Like I just thought of it as like an aberration thing, but no, it was actually a good pie, so I was happy with that.
1: Yeah, it's a solid place. I haven't been there in I don't even know how long. But.
0: Exactly. It was one of those things, though, where I got there, I wanted to see the spectacle that is that giant pizza. Mm-hmm. It did not disappoint. Oh, the pictures huge. do not do it justice. It's massive. It is so big. Oh, man, but this is the Saturday morning hangover. Lots to go around. It is an Easter weekend. hmm What are your plans for the weekend?
1: Man, so today we're having a big crawfish boil.
0: Is that a normal thing? Is that kind of like a tradition for y'all on Easter?
1: Uh, I don't know if it's necessarily Easter. We do always have a crawfish boil around this time of year. Mm-hmm. I don't recall it well, always Easter being does move. on Easter, yeah. So it's definitely normal for us to have one around this time of year.
0: So y'all are gonna have a good time today. Oh yeah, crawfish bowl. I imagine there's gonna be like some drinks, some ranch water. Uh-huh. I know ranch water was a thing a few years ago. Yep. Your dad just started creating his own, I guess.
1: Yeah, my dad. Me, suddenly, my mom and dad <laughs> are all into cocktails. So, <laughs> Let's see what they bring today
0: i I'm intrigued by the by the homemade ranch water because what is it it's topo chico topo chico, yeah, what all goes into that I know Pretty there's sure lemon just, lime
1: yeah topo chico,
0: what's the tequila, mixer
1: tequila okay and, uh, and lime basically okay yeah.
0: I was wondering what the mixer in yeah. it was, so it's tequila mm-hmm. nice, well, that sounds actually quite refreshing, It's good yeah It's good <laughs> i'm. I kind of want to try it. Yeah. I, I kind of want to try your dad's homemade ranch good. water now. Oh man, that sounds good though. Uh, but being in a being in a relationship, you and Anna, it does is there new traditions that you're going to be happening to stumble into this Easter? Not that I can really think of. No. Okay, I didn't know if they did some some things, and you were getting ready for like some kind of big to do this week. Nah, maybe it's a dinner. Maybe it's, it's a. Pretty, pretty lax. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. But the NBA play-ins. Yes. Huh? It's all done. We have the playoffs set. Mm-hmm. And last night's game's pretty pretty good, especially pretty good. that early game. That early game between the Cavs and Hawks yeah. did not disappoint, man. What did you see out of last night's game?
1: Well, I saw that while the Hawks have not been the Hawks that they were last year, Trey Young is still that dude. He is an absolute baller. 38 points last night in 40 minutes, 9 nine assists, and that guy, he is absolutely a killer. So I took away that Trey Young is still 100% built for the moment, and he's a championship-caliber point guard. You put the right pieces around him, he can definitely he can lead you to the shit.
0: Oh, yeah. And I I was looking at that game, and I just remembered, and our friend John Dyer pointed out to me on Twitter last night, with Lori Markkinen going for twenty four, including some huge threes to close the gap. Yeah. Lori Markkinen could have been a spur.
1: He should have been. <laughs> should have been a spur.
0: And I was reminded of that, and it hurt me. It hurt me bad, Jack.
1: Yep. He absolutely <laughs> should have been a spur.
0: I, I'm i wondering, when I look at this Hawks team, mm-hmm. they're so hot and cold. they disappointed throughout the regular season, but then you see Trey go off in a game on the road, and you're reminded of how dangerous this team can be. Yeah. How dangerous can they actually be? Can they pose a threat?
1: No, they don't pose a threat to necessarily win the East. I mean, Trey is incredible. But
0: the 1-8, you're talking about Miami, and I know they had the best record in the East this mm-hmm. year. I I mean, Miami's... Could they be on upside left? I feel like Miami's hard-key slept on they are. as the team that everybody thinks can be upset.
1: No, nah, I don't think that the Hawks will upset them. The Hawks are very good. Trey is phenomenal. But behind Trey, they don't have a whole lot of scoring punch. I mean, Bogdan can go off. He had 20 last night. Mm-hmm. Gallo, you know, he's good for 15 max. DeAndre Hunter still is finding his jumper. Kevin Herter, he, you know, he can give you 15 to 20. But they also, on this team, don't have a lot of defenders. Yeah. Trey's not stopping anybody. (laughs) Kevin's not stopping anybody. Bogdan's not stopping anybody. Gallo, for sure, ain't stopping anybody. So all they really have is DeAndre Hunter on the defensive end. And
0: And Clint Capella.
1: Clint Capella, of course, holding down the rim. And then DeLon Wright coming off the bench. Mm -hmm. He's a very good defender. But I don't know. I just... I don't see them really. They could maybe get it. I see them maybe getting two games against the Heat.
0: I know John Collins. He would is hurt.
1: Yeah, he would be a difference maker.
0: But I also wonder what their long term plans with him are. We'll take them. Well, I'm. That, <laughs> I mean, I'm aware of that. But I wonder what their long term plans are because there are points this season, and with how massively this team underperformed this year coming off of last season. Them and the and the Knicks both. Like, the biggest underperformers of the year, right? Yes. Do you think this team regrets signing John Collins to that extension?
1: I mean, just off of the season that he had this year? Probably. Long term, I don't know what their thoughts are, but... He definitely did not live up to that max this year.
0: Because Jalen Johnson's not getting minutes either.
1: No, no minutes.
0: And, but they're playing Danilo Gallinari. They're playing DeAndre Hunter. Mm-hmm. They've got a Kong Wu.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Dang. Like, they've got size.
1: Lots of size, yeah.
0: I'm wondering what what the future is for John Collins in Atlanta. And if this offseason, they may be looking to shed salary at some point and acquire cap flexibility and young, cheap assets.
1: Yeah, I mean, we thought of this team a couple years ago.
0: And I hate to be back on the John Collins train like this. But it just feels like this season was such a disappointment for them that they may have thought they made a decision in giving him that big of a bag for what this team ultimately became this year.
1: No, I I agree. I'm sure there's some remorse, regret on giving him that huge bag because he didn't play a whole lot this year. And, like, a couple years ago, we would have said the Hawks are, you know, they were too young. They had no vets. They were Mm -hmm. all young guys. Now, all their young guys have grown up, and they're seasoned vets in the NBA. So, they are certainly a couple of key pieces still from being an elite team in the East. So, I would not be surprised if they were shedding some contract to bring in some guys.
0: And on the other side of this, the New Orleans Pelicans ended up pulling off the Paul george list Lakers as Paul George entered the health and safety protocols right before the game. That sucks. That hurts for them. But it looks to be a thing that's coming around more often because I also saw last night Jordan Alvarez of the Astros entered the health and safety protocols before their game last night against the Mariners. So Mm -hmm. be careful, guys. But I I look at the Pelicans, they're going up against the best team in the NBA, in yeah. the Phoenix Suns. But I do like Brandon Ingram and C.J. McCollum and Herb Jones mm-hmm. a little bit, and Jonas Valanciunas. Like they've got some squad. Yeah. They've got some squad. Yeah. And if Zion ever comes back, this team could make a Memphis like bounce because Memphis won a play and got into the end of the dance last year against the Spurs, and all of a sudden, boom, they're the two seed this year. Mm-hmm. Could we see something like that out of this New Orleans team?
1: Only if Zion comes back and plays a full season next year. Sure. Just the literal I mean, he's played way.
0: 85 games in three yeah. years.
1: So the only way that that happens is if Zion comes back and plays, I don't know, 60 games.
0: Did you think seeing those uh, dunk videos that were posted during warmups against the Spurs, he looked right to you? I mean, because when he landed, I thought he was favoring that foot.
1: It The dunk video is an anomaly to me because Zion's been dunking since he was like eight years old. So yeah. It's all like he can just walk up out of bed and do a 360 between the legs. Yeah. So to see him dunk, everyone's like up in arms about it. Like that's the easiest facet of this dude's entire game. I want to see him sprint. Like I want to see him get down in a stance and defend. So that'll really tell me if you know he's ready to go.
0: But it's like the land on that dunk is what I looked at, and I saw him look like he was putting all his weight on his other yeah. foot, and which can lead to even bigger problems down the yeah. road. <laughs>
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: Which tells me he's not ready to come back yet. Because you gotta you gotta make sure that he trusts that foot again. Yeah. And maybe he is okay, but he's not trusting that foot, and that's part of the rehab process. Mm-hmm. Is look, this is gonna lead to a bigger problem. You better fix this before you jack up your other one. Yeah, yeah. So the play in set, the tournament or the play in's over, the playoffs are set. As a Spurs fan with nobody to root for for the third straight year. As a Rockets fan with nobody to root for, what do you think of choosing teams to root for in each conference? What do you want to see? How do you go about the playoffs with no skin in the game? Because I like to pick teams to root for. Yeah,
1: I always like to pick teams to root for. It's always more fun when you've got somewhat of a dog in the fight to, you know,
0: I mean, obviously... The team of the Saturday morning hangover, the Boston Celtics with mm-hmm. the deep bag boy, Jason Tatum.
1: That's definitely our team in the East. That's sure. the East team, right? Mm-hmm. Plus
0: you got I Yudoka Udoka, you've got Derek White. Yeah. Like there's there's something there to grab onto with that team, right? Yeah. Is there anybody else in the East that you're kinda cheering for?
1: Uh, I wouldn't say necessarily cheering for. Uh I like the Bucks a lot. Yeah. I think that Coach Bud. Yeah, they're my favorite to come out of the East. Mm-hmm. Um, but if Robert Necessi- Williams
0: is back though, I think the Celtics are my favorite in the East.
1: They it. Yeah, they'll make a good run at it for sure. But nah, I'm not necessarily rooting for anybody else in the mm-hmm. East. Yeah.
0: Rooting for chaos?
1: I would love. Yeah, love <laughs> love the chaos.
0: What about in the Western Conference because you got Monty Williams mm-hmm. who is eminently cheerable for. Yeah. Devin Booker, those those city unis are fire. Yeah. The Blacks, like, I love those city unis mm-hmm. that, the, that the Suns wear. But also, low-key, really, really dig the Memphis Grizzlies and want to see good things for them, too, because they feel like a team that is built the way the Spurs are trying to build minus the number two overall pick. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: I'm definitely, you know, I'm going for the Suns in the West. Mm-hmm. That's my squad. I love D-Book. Love CP3. Mm-hmm. I Aiden. would I am intrigued with
0: and I love Bridges.
1: Yeah, love Michael Bridges. One of the only players in the NBA to play all 82 games this year. I am intrigued to see what the Mavericks look like with Luka back. Because if they were really catching fire, he's supposed to come back after the first game. So they were really catching fire down the stretch of the Mm -hmm. regular season. So I'm interested to see that Uh, the Nugs and Warriors is going to be a really good series. It's going to be a good series. I think that might be the best series out of all of them right now. So I'm interested to see what you know the Warriors look like with so, their big three back. We haven't seen them in the playoffs in a while, like yeah. fully healthy. So that's exciting. exciting.
0: They are talking about a, a minutes restriction for stuff, though.
1: Maybe a little bit off the bat, but that'll come. That'll end quickly. I, I really am excited to see what Jokic brings to the table. I mean, mm-hmm. he's going for another MVP. He's the only guy on that team. That can, you know, lead you to a win. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see what he unleashes on the world. Remember
0: Warriors? when Murray was supposed to come back by March?
1: Yes, <laughs> I do recall this.
0: So all those on Kawhi mm-hmm. for being at odds with... Just remember, Murray was supposed to be back yeah, in March, if, too.
1: if Murray could go, he'd be going.
0: Sure, and maybe Kawhi could go, too, but nah. he's just... I, I get it. I'm just... Benefit of the doubt in terms of, look, Murray underwent the same late-season injury. As a matter of fact, his happened a little earlier than Kawhi's. Mm-hmm. So if Murray's not back, it's safe to say from a torn ACL that Kawhi might not be there too. It's it's just safe no, to say yeah. because I'm dealing with two people on a similar timeline. Neither one of them are back
1: no, but from can, similar injuries. I can guarantee you, though. If Murray could go, he'd be going.
0: One hundred percent. You cannot. No, I can't even. Yeah, I get
1: it. Can't even say fifty percent. If Kawhi was could go, he'd be going. So
0: it all starts today noon. Utah Dallas kicks us off on ESPN. Then at two thirty, you got Minnesota and Memphis. That's gonna be cool. I'm seeing Ant turn into a superstar mm-hmm. here down the stretch, it is awesome. At five o'clock, you've got Toronto and Philly, which is a low-key pretty good series. Looking at Scotty Barnes, possible Rookie of the Year candidate, going up against the possible MVP candidate and Joel Embiid, James Harden and then closing it out tonight on ABC with Denver and Golden State. That's going to be a fun day of basketball. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, the Spurs are out of it, so what does that mean for them? Also coming up, the Dallas Cowboys are going to Dallas Cowboy. This They proved that again. Plus, you ready for some football? We'll talk about it coming up right here on the Saturday morning hangover, right here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN San Antonio, 1250 a.m., 103.3 FM.
1: Kicks to the cell sideline right. Last by Alvarado. Big time. Pivot three. 60 spirits followed by Alvarado. Alvarado racing down the floor. Peels off wing right. Backs it out to McCullum for three. And he's running back screaming. They have all the momentum right now. Timeout San
0: Antonio. 25 for CJ McCullum. Largest lead of the game for the Pelicans. They lead it 59 to 48 with 57.1 seconds remaining in the half. Welcome back into the Saturday morning hangover right here on San Antonio Sports Star ESPN AM 1250 1033 FM. That was Mark Kestershire on the call on ESPN radio of the San Antonio Spurs following in their playing game to the New Orleans Pelicans. I'm James Pledger. He's Jack Thompson. You can follow us on Twitter. Get along with the show. I am at I Am Pledger. He is at Jack underscore Thompson 33. I'm checking that throughout the day to make sure that we stay in tune with you. Jack, Spurs lose. Mm -hmm. Season over. No playoffs for the third straight year. Yep. Where are you at as a Spurs fan? Because the two biggest players that needed to show up did not show up in that game.
1: Not at all. Not at all. Um, where am I? I mean, Because
0: this is kind of why we were team tank. Yes, this is
1: exactly what I knew was going to happen. We were going to win all those games, fall out of the top six, top seven, make it to the plan, and get run. And that's exactly what happened. So I got (laughs) to say, I'm I'm a little annoyed, like...
0: is the disparity that big? Because they did win the series 2-1 to one in the regular season. Mm-hmm. Is the disparity between the Pelicans at full strength? Because we didn't get them with CJ and Brandon yeah. and Balanchunas all together.
1: It's that big.
0: The gap between 9 and 10 is that big.
1: It's that big. They have a star
0: in, in C.J. CJ McCollum. In C.J. McCollum. Yeah, I won't. I won't say superstar because I hear that being thrown around. CJ's a, a star. He's, He's an all star. Yeah,
1: not a superstar. They have a budding star and in Brandon Ingram. Yep, and then a much more serviceable big on both ends of the floor. Jonas, who, especially on the offensive end,
0: who definitely
1: he dominated. Pirtle. is
0: a matchup nightmare for. Jakob Pertl, because he can stretch the floor out, mm-hmm. and that's something that always yep. seems to exploit yes. with Jakob Pertl. Yes. And let's not forget, they've got size, because they did dominate the boards, yeah. because they've got the size with Brandon Ingram and Jonas Valanciunas and Jackson Hayes mm-hmm. to just dominate the boards.
1: Yeah, they had so much more length. So much more size. And
0: playing Keldon at the four. Yeah.
1: Once that's again. That's the issue. It, yes. I'm a, I'm a tad annoyed, I gotta say.
0: So how do you... It, it, first, Pop was not happy. No. Pop
1: was Pop was, was not
0: happy about being asked about his future. Yeah. Saying it was an inappropriate question. It's not. You're 73. Yeah. This has been rumors. we kind of put it off and let you not have to answer this question all Mm -hmm. year long. So it's a fair question to ask at the end of the season. It is, yeah. You
1: think he's coming back? I think he's got another season in him. I do too. Do you want
0: him to be back, though?
1: Yeah. Okay. Especially because, you know, not saying that. Is that
0: detrimental, though?
1: No, I don't think it's detrimental.
0: And here's why I say Detrimental. Is it detrimental because having all this cap space, Mm -hmm. future stars that you're or I see what you're
1: saying, yeah. Like
0: not knowing the future of the head coach and what the next head coach will be and what that system will be and everything that comes Mm -hmm. with that, why would you want to commit to a team that doesn't have a clear future?
1: That's fair. But like not saying that
0: Pop has There's no secession plan in place. It can't be Becky anymore. Yeah,
1: that's what I'm saying. Like it's not that Pop has stuck around too long because I would never say that. But we've now had three lead assistants.
0: Because at best, what what's the timetable that Pop Coach Pop continues to coach? Two years, three max. Three at
1: the max. Yeah, I would say two. I would be surprised if he did next year and another. I would be. And Pretty he's surprised. always said
0: he's not going to be a basketball lifer, even though yeah. he's a basketball lifer. Yeah.
1: But we missed out on, you know, I don't think Borrego is ever going to be the head coach, but he's a head coach now. Mm hmm. and Becky. That's our three lead assistants. All who, gone. You know, you would be thinking we're being somewhat groomed to take over. Now. are now all somewhere else.
0: Question, though. With. What we've seen with Steve Nash Mm -hmm. and Steve Kerr Mm -hmm. and all the Steves, both in Golden State and in Brooklyn, Mm -hmm. Manu Ginobili has this nebulous role.
1: Yeah. That would be wild.
0: Right? It would be wild, but would it be out of the realm of possibility? I can't say. Because I don't know what Manu's like future and want to be in the game mm-hmm. that heavy. Like, yeah. I know he wants to be a part, yeah. but how much does he want mm-hmm. to be a part, right?
1: I can't say that it's out of the realm of possibility, but I think it's plausible,
0: not probable. Okay.
1: Could happen, but most likely
0: will not. So what do we look at for now for the Spurs? They've got three... First round Three draft picks.
1: Looking like nine or ten. One
0: early second. Yeah. So, yeah, we're looking at basically nine, mm-hmm. 20, yeah. and 23 currently. hmm As it sits today. Nine, 20, and 23. And if you go into the second round, they've also got 38 from the Lakers. So, that's four top 30 picks. Mm-hmm. I don't expect the Spurs to have four rookies on their team.
1: No, I don't I don't really either.
0: Although this is a team that doesn't have a lot of players under contract next year. Mm-hmm,
1: that's quite true. Only five. Well, five. It's McDermott. With an asterisk, asterisk on two, because KJ and...
0: K- they're picking up the yeah, option so on KJ seven. and Devin.
1: We got seven.
0: But that's half of a roster. Yeah. And you've got non-guarantees with Zach Collins. Mm-hmm. You've got... Non-guarantees with Kita bates Yep. You've got the ability to get out of Jakob Steel, if you so truly wanted.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: There's a a lot of flexibility for this team.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I still
0: don't see four draft picks on this team, though.
1: No, I I really don't either. Do
0: you see them using all three firsts? Because I don't really see that either. As much as I'd like it.
1: Yeah. It's I don't tough. see it. it. Yeah, I don't know. I I lean on the side of no, but our picks are at such positions that they're not the easiest to move and get mm-hmm. better picks
0: for them. So, And I look at it in terms of the more swings you get at the plate, mm-hmm. the easier it is to uncover a gem.
1: Yeah, right? I agree.
0: So... I'm all for keeping all of them. I am too. <laughs> I would love that and just build the roster yeah. as such. But they've also got a ton of cap space. hmm To acquire somebody via a trade. Yeah. Or go after a free agent. While this free agent class isn't deep. Yeah. And the ones that you want are probably restricted and going to get matched. There are only really three,
1: three free agents out there that... hmm I'd be going for, and Zach Levine, DeAndre and obviously. But I also like Miles Bridges a lot. I do too. I would go for Miles Bridges as well. But it's tough, man. It's so so much murky water ahead for the Spurs in this offseason. I truly don't know which way it's going to go.
0: Uncertainty. Yeah. I think that's the word I would use to describe what the Spurs offseason looks like. Mm-hmm. Just uncertainty. Uncertainty Uncertainty at head coach, uncertainty at the future of the franchise, uncertainty with what they're going to do in the draft, uncertainty with what they would do in free agency or what free agents would want to come to. We don't
1: even know what our arena is going to be called.
0: Yes. Uncertainty in the name of (laughs) what the arena is. like Uncertainty all around. I think that's the theme of the Spurs 2022 offseason.
1: I want it to be the Frost Forum. That would Ooh. be sick.
0: That would be dope. I like that, but at the same time, would they change it from Center to Forum, or would it just would it have to say Center?
1: I don't know. I don't know what the rules are there, but I think Frost Forum just sounds cool. Because
0: what was what was uh, the Lakers Stadium before Staples Center? Yeah. And, and now, now it's Crypto Arena. Okay, so you can change yeah. that then. Because it went from Staple yeah. Center. Yeah, aren't
1: they Crypto.com Arena? They might be. I doubt they're the Crypto Center. Maybe they are. I honestly don't know. But I'm just saying... Like yeah, Frost, it's
0: Crypto.com Arena yeah. now.
1: So, yeah, you can switch it to whatever you okay, want.
0: nice. I like Frost Forum. Frost Forum I am all in. Frost, cool. get in on this. Frost Forum would be cool. I'm in on it. Yeah.
1: I think that would be The good. HEB
0: Hub? Oh.
1: That's pretty cool. Right, H-E-B hub. I'd be down for that.
0: <laughs> I don't even know if any stadiums go by nope, hub. None do, but I'd be the, I'd be down to be the first.
1: Yeah, why not?
0: Oh man, send us your names. What do you think they should change the name of the AT and T Center to? As we may forward now. <laughs> Let us know. He is Jack underscore Thompson 33. I am at I am Pledger. You're locked into the Saturday morning hangover. When we come back, the Dallas Cowboys, well, they're going to Dallas Cowboy. It's been a wild offseason for them with not a lot of movement, at least with the team aspect. When it comes to what's happening Mm -hmm. away from the team, A little bit more is going on. We'll break it all down next right here on the Saturday Morning Hangover. San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 1033 FM. Welcome back into the Saturday Morning Hangover right here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 1033 FM. I am James Pledger, joined by my guy Jack Thompson. We take you all the way to noon every Saturday, both with the Saturday Morning Hangover. And don't forget to stick around for the post-up where we talk all things hoops. But let's look at the Dallas Cowboys who, well, it's been a very cowboy off season for them. Yep. Where are you at as a Cowboy fan right now, Jack? <laughs> because they have made zero real signings outside yeah. of a couple of their own. Good thing they did resign J. Ron Curse, right? Um, it's they lose Connor Williams, and I don't think a lot of people are upset about that. I though. am happy about you that. you trade Lyle Collins away. That is gonna hurt, or cut him. Sorry, yeah, you didn't trade him. Um, Wish we had traded them. Yeah, you should have traded them. Um, they have not really addressed much of anything in terms of whether it's corner or linebacker or safety or offensive line and free agency. Mm-hmm. There's still some names out there. Yeah. Heck, Stephon Gilmore, the seventh-ranked coverage by uh, corner by Pro Football Focus last year, and former defensive player of the year just signed with the Colts yesterday. Mm -hmm.
1: No, there's still names, and I think we're waiting for that. Texans
0: signed Steven Nelson. I think we're waiting for that
1: March 1st deadline where we don't have to give up the compensatory pick. It sounds about right. Yeah.
0: It sounds very cowboy of them. Mm -hmm. Steven, Will McClay, Jerry. Oh, I don't know about Jerry, but Steven and Will McClay seem to value that.
1: Yeah, so I think if we sign anybody, it'll come after that.
0: Because they would rather get compensatory picks than take away from them. Yes. Yeah. Which losing those players, having them signed away, that helps them in terms of acquiring compensatory picks. Mm -hmm. Cedric Wilson. Yeah. Everything like that. Although they did sign at least one outside guy, and James Washington, to help fill in.
1: Like that. I like that signing. I I think he's going to have a good season for us, especially out the gate when. You know, Mike Gallup's not going to play probably the first two or three games. So,
0: But when it comes to the headlines, the Cowboys continue to dominate all. First, it was mm-hmm. the Rich Dal- Dalrymple story with yep. the cheerleader voyeurism. Then it was Jerry's secret kid that he's been paying for for... 25 years. 25 years. <laughs> Which is always just... Like, straight out of an episode of Dallas back in the day. Like, (laughs) this is just soap opera stuff. So, you've got that. And then this week, you have 2021 second-round draft pick. Cornerback Kelvin Joseph. Involved in a murder. Linked, investigated by a possible murder that happened March 18th. In which... A young man, 20 years old, lost his life, mm-hmm. gunned down as they were driving away from the scene. Kelvin Joseph's attorney has come out and said that those shots were not fired by Kelvin, although he was there as a part of it. Yeah. The incident. His attorney said that it was not him. He did not fire it, but.
1: He was there. He was in there. the car.
0: He was in the car. And I think there was a lot of quietness and now he's being investigated by police Mm -hmm. which could make him an accessory. Yeah. Sounds like an accessory to murder to me. (sighs) What what does this mean? First and foremost what do the Cowboys do with Kelvin Joseph moving forward? He has a second round draft pick from just last year and we've seen the Cowboys give a lot of second chance opportunities to a lot of different people. Now he's not the one that Killed him. He was just happened to be there. Man, I don't
1: know. I guess once more of the investigation comes to light, we'll have a better understanding or thought process on what the Cowboys may do. But as of right now, like, it's not a dude I want on my team. And this was a guy that we were hoping would step into a starting cornerback role this season. So I don't know, man. I definitely cornerback has now vaulted up my big board for
0: sure. Cornerback's now a need?
1: Yes. (laughs) I mean it was already a a need. It is a big now it's within the first two rounds
0: need or within the first three? Where would you like to see it addressed? I guess it
1: just depends on who falls like, there's some good corners at the top if of the... Andrew
0: Booth is available at 24. Nah. I think... Cornerback out of Clemson. Yeah, I know what you're take. talking about. I don't think no, I... I'm, I'm for the listener. Yeah, yeah.
1: In case. I just... I don't think I would take anyone in the first round besides, you know, Sauce and... Stingley? Stingley, who are going to be gone, so... Yeah.
0: But what if one of them fall to you?
1: Then, yeah. you Without a doubt, over you
0: take one. Over tackle? Yeah. Over... Oh,
1: Yeah. I would take one, yeah.
0: Those two are over Linderbaum. Yeah, over a wide receiver that may fall to you, even more so than a wide receiver. Yeah, okay. for me, like, where are you looking at in the second round? Then, if one of those, if those guys are gone, and you, you're sitting there with your second pick
1: in the second round, I mean, depends. There's the the Baylor corner, mm-hmm. Petrie, I think is his name. He could be there in the second. I would take him. He's really good. There's uh Marcus Jacobs, I think, out of University of Houston, who could who will be there in a second. I like him a lot. Who? Mark I think his name's Marcus Jacobs out oh, of the yeah, University yeah, yeah, of yeah. Houston.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. He's he's really good. He's smaller. Mm-hmm. So that's a knock against him, but man, does he play with yeah. so much passion. Yeah. he is a leader mm-hmm. on that Houston team.
1: Yeah, I like him a lot. I'm really hoping Nick Bonito falls to us in the second. The edge rusher out of, out of Oklahoma. OU, yeah, I would love love to get him or Kingsley out of South Carolina. I would like one of those.
0: What if uh, Kier Elam falls into yeah. the second round?
1: I would take Kier Elam in the second, for sure, out of University of Florida.
0: Tariq Woodley. Where does he go? Or uh, uh, Tariq Woolen, sorry. Where does he go? UTSA.
1: Oh yeah, Tariq Woolen. I think second's too high for him. If he's there in the third, I would take him, mm-hmm. but I think second might be too high for him. Because he he, he'd be dominated the combine. Yeah,
0: his his ball skills are amazing. Yeah. No, he's formal wide out. His
1: uh like in his physical aspect to him is incredible. He's mm-hmm. six four, forty inch vertical, runs a four, four, three four, yeah. seven. Yeah. He's Physically, in- insanely gifted.
0: I don't know. You don't gamble on those traits? That's. I mean, just. I just feel like
1: second is awfully high for him.
0: But remember, you're picking way down in the second. You're almost a third-round pick. You're down near the bottom of the second round. Mm-hmm. Unless you're trading up. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I'm saying, because he may not be there at the end of the third. We have two-thirds? Or two-fifths? You got two-fifths, multiple-sixths. Yeah, got gotcha. Uh, I don't think you have two-fifths. Nah, thirds. we only got one-third. I'm just I, saying. I, I, I do
1: pro-football-focus mock drafts mm-hmm. every single day. Multiple. Just yes, when I'm I, sitting on my phone I'm board. Wore. Yeah, I send you them <laughs> basically every day.
0: And, and I expect the NBA ones to start piling in, too. <laughs>
1: I can't find a good... Website to do mock drafts mm-hmm. like in uh for Tankathon? the NBA. I does Tankathon have
0: they have they have a simulator, they do. I I can't find it on their website. Okay, okay, and and I'll have and to maybe check that out. maybe that's just a simulator that simulates. I think it's just the lottery simulation, or it simulates a, uh, a draft for you. Yeah, of you don't where get to gonna, pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, okay, it, I see it, what it arranges I see everyone. What yeah,
1: I'm trying to see like who's available. Yeah, who, yeah, got yeah. you. And I, I haven't come across, I think Petrie's only fallen to me in the second one time. It's usually like Nick Bonito, Kingsley, Muma, the mm-hmm. linebacker from Wyoming, Chad Muma. I, who I would love to take too. He's going to be a, a great player. It just it's, it all depends on who's fallen, man. Yeah,
0: who's available where. Mm-hmm.
1: But without a doubt,
0: Corner is now a need. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> Super need. He end Cowboys... up on the
0: commissioner's exemplist What'd you say? Does Kelvin Joseph end up on the commissioner's oh, yeah. exempt list?
1: Without a doubt.
0: Kind, kind of, of the same color as a murderer. And like you're, whether you did it or not. Yeah,
1: you're there. Like, what are you doing?
0: What does that say that that would get someone on the commissioner's exempt list faster than what Deshaun Watson's done?
1: I would say so.
0: Yes? Yeah, yeah, I think so, yeah. Is it because of the cloudiness of Deshaun and not, he said, she said, when there's actual video evidence, you were there, this happened, it came from the car you were in.
1: And also, like, on the scale of terrible things you could do in life.
0: Murder slightly greater than rape?
1: Well, it's not even that Deshaun Watson,
0: rape. Sexual assault.
1: Yeah, he was just being in, Yeah. Accused but, of sexual mm-hmm. assault. I would put murder a little bit higher on that list than, you know, sexual assault. So,
0: yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough.
1: I think we probably will not see Kelvin Joseph. At least, I don't know if we'll ever see him in a cowboy uniform again. Because he very well could catch a murder charge and go to prison for who knows how long. So, But even if he doesn't, he's going to miss six to eight games easily mm-hmm. if not more than that so definitely cornerback falls very high on the big board now and if Cowboys like i said you need any help with the draft i've been studying every day <laughs> he's got you hit up your boy i I will draft us a great team i just had my first a plus all a plus draft nice on pro football focus so
0: we're going to get into some of the sleepers yeah. that you can expect from the Probably a third round on mm-hmm. a little bit later in the second hour of the show. But when we come back, is it football time in Texas again? It is. Strangely <laughs> enough. We're going to talk about it next, right here on the Saturday Morning Hangover, San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 1033 FM. Oh, oh, I'm not oh, oh, I'm not Hollywood, go! Oh, I'm not go! Welcome back into the Saturday morning hangover right here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 1033 FM. We are getting calls. Esteban says, hey, we got to push that Frost Forum.
1: (laughs) He loved it. Frost Forum. Let's go. Steven Contu
0: on our uh, Captain Cool chimes in on Twitter, says AT&T, sir. Nah, the new name should be the Taco Cabana Cabana.
1: Nah, you can't go Cabana twice in the same name.
0: (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I kind of like it. I kind of like the topic Cabana Cabana. (laughs) Of course, there's the French Fish Fry Forum. (laughs) Not saying, just saying. (laughs) Good Lord. Also, Esabon Ramon called into the show wanted us to really drive home the point of why the tank because now there is talk of if you really want to move up and get that guy you have to package nine with a player like Devin or kelden who you would prefer to build around to go get someone i would do it really hmm wow You
1: know how hard it is to get get a Batman in this league? I am absolutely (laughs) aware of how hard it is. And sadly enough, there are a lot of guys in this league that are 6'7", 6'6", and can shoot the ball. You can find those guys again. Desmond Bain. (laughs) Desmond Bain. I mean, you can find them in every single draft. You can find those guys. On every team, in every draft. You cannot find... Jabari Smiths, Paolo Banqueros, and Chet holmgrens Literally Unicorns. Yeah. You can't you can't find them ever. So if you got a shot to go get one, you take that shot. And deal with whatever sort of repercussions may come after that, but I would I would package Kelvin and nine to go get a top three pick. I would do it.
0: Wow. Do you think anybody within the top three would do that?
1: Probably not, because they're probably in the same thought process that I am. You're
0: looking at Houston, or Orlando, and Detroit, basically. Maybe Oklahoma City, depending kind of how the lottery shapes out. But
1: Nah, none of those teams are well off enough to do that. So I don't think any of them would take that, but I would... Whose future do you feel better about right now?
0: Spurs or the Rockets? Oh, Spurs or the Rockets. Shingun, Jalen Green, Kevin Porter Jr. They got number one in the overall pick. A lot of people think they're going to go Chet Holmgren. It's tough. It's tough. Sean Tate,
1: Bulldog defender. I think they're about. I think they're about even. I guess. I don't know. It's tough. Maybe in the long run. I think right now we're ahead of you, but after y'all get you're,
0: no, you're definitely ahead right now. The record speaks for itself. But
1: well, I'm not Houston, even talking about record. Houston I'm just seems looking to have at
0: found their their Batman.
1: Yeah, I'm just looking at
0: roster talent. I mean, Jalen Green and adding whether it's Jabari Chet or uh, yeah. or Palo to that. Whew.
1: That's what I'm saying. Like, if you can go get a guy like that, you got
0: you got Franz you Wagner got to do it. You got Franz Wagner uh, and. Jalen Suggs in Orlando. I think Orlando might do that.
1: Might take that, you know, Keldon in 9 or 10 just because, like, they're already so young. Mm-hmm. And they already have good forwards in Wendell Carter and Franz Wagner. So, I don't know if... I mean, obviously you want Paolo And remember, Isaac... Jonathan Isaac, too, yeah. I mean, they've got young, good forwards. And where they do lack is at that wing position, the three. They've got good young guards, which Cole Anthony, Jalen
0: Suggs. Which we would love to see Kelden play Keldin the three. even
1: play a minute at the three. So, yeah, I think out of those top drafting teams, maybe only Orlando would. Detroit has Cade. They got Sadiq Bay. They got so Sadiq Bay. They Bey. don't need Kelvin Johnson.
0: No, no. I'm just saying I in know. terms of future. Oh yeah, like I'm, teams' oh. futures, the roster, the way it's constructed for the future. Who do you feel more comfortable with?
1: Of those top drafting teams?
0: Yeah, because remember they're going to get one
1: of the big three. All of them. I would say Orlando. I think has the best future. You and Orlando. Y'all's roster makeup is very similar mm-hmm. in terms of super young unproven, unchallenged guys that can just flat-out hoop, that don't necessarily know how to win in the NBA yet, Mm -hmm. but just know how to play the game. So I think it's you and Orlando. Super young, uber-talented, with nothing but dudes under 25.
0: Yeah. And, uh, by the way, that team... If like if the lottery just goes status quo, mm-hmm. that team that just beat you that is, as you said, leaps and bounds above you when it comes to the play-in, um, they, they pick right before you. Mm-hmm. Orlando has the Lakers pick at 8 while the Spurs pick at 9. So not only are the Pelicans better than you, they're going to be drafting a person in front of you that is perceivably just this much better.
1: I don't know. Like, they're definitely they're better. I don't know if it's by leaps and bounds, but they. I mean, absolutely- two segments
0: ago, I asked what the talent disparity is between nine and ten with the Rockets, or excuse me, the Spurs and the Pelicans, There's, and you said it's big. It's just they
1: were just so much more prepared. Like they were playing. Playoff basketball. Is that on like coaching then? I think it's just also on time in the league. Like, Jonas has played mm-hmm. more playoff games than every player on the Spurs combined. CJ mm-hmm. McCollum, too. More playoff games than every player on the Spurs combined. They just know what it takes to win in the playoffs, and they were playing playoff basketball. We came in playing regular season ball. And no,
0: and there were no major. This is what. I don't want to put this, like, damper on Spurs, but I also want to remember two things about, as we talked about Kawhi a little bit earlier in the show, Mm -hmm. because you didn't want to deal with the Lakers just because you didn't want to give him what he wants, and Mm -hmm. a lot of Spurs fans were down with that. You missed out on Brandon Ingram and Kyle Kuzma. Mm -hmm. Kyle Kuzma's balling in Washington. Brandon Ingram just eviscerated you in the playoffs. Yeah.
1: No, I agree.
0: And the first-round picks that would have come with it, too. But by by limiting who you would prefer to deal with mm-hmm. and not taking the best possible deal, imagine if Kuzma and B.I. were here. I'd,
1: we'd be playing tonight. <laughs> right? So, yeah. We would absolutely be playing tonight.
0: And some of those kind of spots that you... Mm-hmm. You kinda not great at Kuzma slide you to the four, give you give you the B. Little bit of that, yeah. BI at three. You play Keldon at the two. <laughs> Have Devin Vassell coming in with that second unit. Yep. Shoulda coulda woulda. Just saying, no, I, I, agree. I thought about that last or I not agreed. last night, but two nights ago. Mm-hmm. I was like, just because you didn't want to deal with the Lakers. Yeah. You may have you may have really hurt yourself in the oh, long run. Yeah. But it's not to say you wouldn't have had Kelden because you wouldn't have had that draft pick to mm-hmm. go get Kelden.
1: We probably wouldn't have Kelden, but I'd
0: rather have BI. <laughs> <laughs> he is Shaq Thompson, I am James <laughs> Fletcher. We're going to come back in the second hour of the San Antonio uh of the Saturday morning hangover right here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. James Pledger,
1: Jack Thompson, the Saturday Morning Hangover.
0: Good morning and welcome back into our number two of the Saturday Morning Hangover right here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 1033 FM. I am James Pledger. I'm joined by my man Jack Thompson as we take you all the way to noon. First, the Saturday Morning Hangover till 11, then all the hoops talk you want on the post-up as we continue Our morning, but Jack, football is back. Mm -hmm. It starts today. (laughs) No, not the NFL draft. That's still a few weeks away. We're getting closer, though, and I'm excited about that. Me too. But the USFL starts today, for all of you that may not have known. I know I kind of forgot about it this week. Mm -hmm. Gets back underway today, though. Lots of things to look out for. Tonight on Fox and uh, NBC, the New Jersey Generals will take on the Birmingham Stallions. And then Sunday, we got a triple header at 11 o'clock on NBC and Peacock Network. We get the Houston Gamblers taking on the Michigan Panthers. On 3 p.m. on USA, we'll get the Philadelphia Stars taking on the New Orleans Breakers. And on FS1 at 7 o'clock tomorrow night, we've got the Tampa Bay Bandits and the Pittsburgh Maulers. Are you intrigued enough to watch this?
1: I might give it a little watch. Yeah? I'm not going to be, like, dialed into it, but have it on in the background. What about
0: some of the the rules that are going to happen there you're going to have the two forward passes behind the line of scrimmage now Mm -hmm. three-point conversion is going to be a thing interesting right i mean there are some things that make me at least okay yeah like all right let's see how this works maybe the nfl picks it up right Three-point conversion is, is a very, very interesting thing in my head. Yeah. Uh, the two forward passes behind the line of scrimmage, which is kind of, I guess, like the you know, receiver screen, the bubble screen out, maybe yeah. just fake it and then throw it over the top, or even what we've seen with the Kansas City Chiefs and uh, other teams starting to utilize it is the quarterback taking the snap, kind of shovel-passing it forward to the yeah. receiver, which – Counts as a pass yeah <laughs> and then maybe them being able to throw it on that rollout wide out that feels like an interesting kind of yeah change that could be possible within the nFL um I'm interested just to kind of see what this is all about because as I look at the rosters there are some players that I am aware of right mm-hmm. I mean, they're not going to be superstars of any any kind, right?
1: Yeah, definitely no no superstars.
0: Just But there are there are gonna be players you remember from college. You got any rosters? I do, and I'm pulling them up for you. But I'm I'm intrigued. I think I'm gonna give at least today's tonight's games a try. Mm-hmm. And you know, from there, I'll kind of figure out what Sunday, because it's late enough at night to where I'm, I guess if I'm watching the playing games, it's tipping off during Philly, Toronto, or kicking off during Philly, Toronto, so I'm not 100% in, right? yeah. But I've seen guys on this roster that I re- remember. Uh, Jordan Cray, Alex Magoo was on the Texans roster and a few other rosters around the NFL at quarterback. Jamar Smith, I uh, look defensively. Brian Allen, one of the corners. I mean, there are names. I don't know how great the names are. Jonathan Newsom. Scooby Wright. You remember Scooby from Arizona. Yeah. He was one of the coolest names. Oh man. Um Yeah, and as I look at now the New Jersey Generals roster. Terry Poole. Remember Mike Weber, Trey Williams, of course, you remember ah, yes. from not only Texas A and M, but your San Antonio Commanders as well. Devonte Bowsby, another former San Antonio commander, which makes sense because, uh, if I remember correctly, former head coach of the San Antonio Commanders is the coach up in New Jersey. So, seeing some name similarities between the commanders and the New Jersey generals makes a lot of sense. Bryson Young, Nick Rose, Texas kicker, so... There's some there. There are some names you'll recognize on the field, that's for sure. But the gameplay is what intrigues me the most about yeah. that. The two forward passes, the three-point conversions, like the the things they're going to do to kind of spice up the game. I'm going to be interested in that. I'm going to look at that. And that will determine whether I get back in on Easter Sunday over NBA playoff basketball or not.
1: It's definitely, you know, something to
0: watch. Speaking of NBA playoff basketball, the playoffs are set. They start today. What are your most intriguing matchups as we move into the playoffs? Because I look at today's games and the most intriguing, the in- most intriguing series of these early games, at least for tom- or today, I want to see Memphis in the playoffs mm-hmm. against this young, gritty Timberwolves team and I want to see this Denver Golden State game. If we're talking about today's games. Those are two games that I have like bookmarked and I'm like this is going to be interesting.
1: Yeah, I I love both of those games. I'm also I'm intrigued at the Jazz Mavs game.
0: Mhm. We've got Luka. The uncertainty of Luka has me like lukewarm on that series right now just because without Luka I don't think the Mavs have a chance.
1: But The Jazz are historically bad in the playoffs. So So, are the Mavericks. So I'm just seeing if, you know, that's a team that everybody's been waiting for them to take that next step forward. Mm -hmm. I want to see if the Jazz, you know, can can do that. Mm -hmm. If Spider can live up to his, you know, reputation and take a team through the playoffs. So that's something I've got my eye
0: on too. Now the most intriguing matchups tomorrow to me... (laughs) Number one with a bullet out of all the playoff games, it's Boston Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Boston Brooklyn's going to be an insane series. That is an Eastern Conference Finals type of matchup in the first round.
1: Absolutely.
0: That's going to be incredible. What are your thoughts on Boston and Brooklyn early on? Because you got Kevin Durant, you got Kyrie, you've got. Deep bag boy Jason Tatum mm-hmm. got Jalen Brown. Still not sure what Robert Williams' status is. He obviously makes a huge difference as we move forward. Oh, yeah. Um. But as much as I love Boston, having Kyrie available for all games, not just the road games, mm-hmm. that's a different story with Brooklyn.
1: Man, this one could go and either Kyrie's way. Kyrie's been balling. Kyrie hasn't balled, but that team, it took their whole effort to get out of the play in. Yes. And they only won by, what, five points? Sure. I never felt like that game was in serious. But I'm just saying, like, the C's are a whole different animal. Sure. They score better. And there they is something defend. to be
0: said about the length of that Cavs team, though.
1: Yeah, yeah. the Cavs, I think if the Cavs had Jared Allen, I think they would have beaten the the Nets in that play-in game, 100%. I, I lean Celtics just because they can match them point-wise. With Jason Tatum. With JT and Jalen Brown, Brown. And they are, have difference makers on the defensive end. Marcus Smart, Derek White. Um. Yeah, Jalen Brown, great mm-hmm. two-way guy. So I, does
0: Robert Williams. He see d- that is that is the, the caveat yeah. of this series.
1: Yes, that's the caveat. If there's no Robert Williams, I think this goes seven, and either one can take it. If Robert Williams comes back, Game Four, I think the C's absolutely take it because he's that. You know He's, he's that, that big of a difference yeah. maker. So,
0: Defensively.
1: He's absolutely the caveat, the X factor. But without him, I still slightly lean Celtics in seven, six or seven. But, again, he, it's very hard to count out two of the greatest scores we've ever seen.
0: The other series on Sunday, Chicago and Milwaukee. Now, uh, Chicago's had a nice, nice... Yeah, season. It's been a great. Ride DeMars for them. had a great season.
1: But they ain't ready for this. I don't think
0: they're ready for they this.
1: Ain't, they ain't ready for playoff Giannis. He is going to destroy them. They have no one on that 4-1? team that can check him. 4 1? I think so. Gentleman's sweep. <sighs> they have no one on that team that can check Giannis. And everybody on the Bucks can check anybody on the Celtics, or on the Bulls, I mean.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean,. Chris Middleton on Demar, You put Drew on Zach Levine. Mm-hmm. He, that's pretty good matchup right there. You put Giannis
0: on... Anyone in the league. I mean, <laughs> anyone on the league, but I, <laughs> I was thinking Vucevic. Yeah,
1: Giannis on Vuce and also Brooke Lopez on Vuce. So mm-hmm. I just have no idea how... Is Patrick Williams playing?
0: Is Patrick back? That is a good question. Cuz he
1: is the literal only player on Boston that or not. God, I keep saying that. On Chicago mm. that I think could physically match up with the Honest. Not for a whole game and he's not going to lock him up by any stretch, but he's big enough, strong enough, fast enough to mm-hmm. to be there, to get in his way rather. So But yeah, I still think it goes 4-1. It could even be a sweep, dude. It, it could very it could, well be a sweep. Very
0: well, <laughs> but it looks like I think he's playing. I think he's back. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty According sure. According to the Chicago Sun Times.
1: Yeah, so that's good. That that'll help. But still, I mean, too much. It's too much. Giannis is. He's gonna get into that mode
0: early. Conference finals picks.
1: Bucks, Suns. And, no er, conference, oh, conference finals. finals uh give me the bucks man I don't remember exactly how it's bracketed out uh I think bucks celtics okay and sun's
0: Grizzlies Whew. okay, I don't disagree with you at all as a matter of fact i I don't disagree with you. In the slightest, I
1: think you know Miami and
0: um, Miami Ro- is so. Miami and on, Brooklyn
1: have a chance, and I think Philly also has a puncher's chance too. But I think the Celtics, especially if they get Robert Williams back, is just so much more complete. They can do everything. They defend. They share the ball. They score like they're such a complete
0: team, and they have their superstar.
1: Yeah, so. I lean the C's out of the C's and the bucks out of the East. I think Memphis and the Suns are just head and neck better than everybody in the West.
0: He is Jack Thompson. You can follow him on Twitter at Jack underscore Thompson 33. I am at I am Pledger. We want to give you a chance to win $2,000 for mom this year in San Antonio Sports Stars Mother's Day Contest. Two thousand bucks for mom. Just go to SA Sportsstar dot com and register for your chance to win. Get mom what she'll really appreciate for Mother's Day this year. A little cold hard cash with San Antonio Sports Star's two thousand two thousand dollars for mom contest at SA Sportsstar dot com. When we come back, oh it is draft time. Yeah, your dad is blind. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like I'm looking under water.
0: <laughs> Like, I love the frames, but he is blind, man.
1: I didn't know this I've done bad. that, too,
0: yeah. Dad. That's what he sees, like, when he's not wearing them.
1: Oh, my God. And he's <laughs> He wear, doesn't wear them 90%
0: of the time. I'm aware.
1: Good Lord.
0: <laughs> I thought these were just blue-like. He is at Jack Thompson. I am... <laughs> I am pleasure. We'll be back with more of the Saturday morning hangover right here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 of 1033 FM. Welcome back into the Saturday Morning Hangover on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 1033 FM. I am James Pledger. I am joined by Jack Thompson, as always, as we take you through to the post-up coming up at the top of the hour. But we're going to talk a little bit of draft. Love it. NFL draft this time. Love it. As we get ready for what's going to happen here in a couple of weeks. And we'll start off with the Dallas Cowboys. Twenty the 29th, right? It is the 28th. Thursday, 28th. Friday, Saturday. Yes. yes. So we are less than two weeks away from round one. The Houston Texans hold two first-round picks. The New York Jets and Giants both hold two first-round picks. The Seattle Seahawks hold the ninth overall pick. You look at... The Chiefs with two first-round picks. The Packers with two first-round picks. The Saints now with two first-round picks. The Eagles with two first-round picks. So There's a lot of teams that have the ability to kind of control the first round of the NFL draft if they yeah. so want it. What are your thoughts just on the way that the draft is kind of structured right now in terms of all these teams with multiple first-round picks and other teams... Uh, like that have all these first round mm-hmm. picks also looking to possibly move back and acquire even more what does that say about this draft and the depth of it
1: that is it's deep at a lot of positions that you don't necessarily have to be picking in that first round or the top of the first round or the top of the second to mm-hmm. to get these high level players that this is a deep draft across the board and you can find the diamonds in the rough all throughout this draft and every round, so it's going to be a big one. It's going to be a lot of teams that can really bolster their lineup just through this draft alone, so I'm excited.
0: Yeah, I'm very intrigued with the depth at certain positions, like uh, first and foremost, the depth of the tackle position, Mm -hmm. the depth of the...
1: I would say it's tackle, wide receiver, wide receiver, and edge rush,
0: and edge rusher. Now yeah. there is a there is a dearth of talent probably on the interior of yeah. the defensive line. I would say mm-hmm. there are some guys that could go in the first round: Wyatt, Walker, um, Jordan Davis, basically anybody that played on the Georgia defensive line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But outside of that, really, I mean, there's not a whole lot of depth when you talk about the interior defensive line. No, there's not.
1: There's really not.
0: So what are you looking to do if you're – let's start with the Houston Texans since they hold picks 3 and 13. Mm -hmm. If you were Nick Casario, Mm -hmm. what are you looking to do? You said you've committed to Davis Mills for this year as the quarterback. Mm -hmm. So you've got that guy in place his backup is going to be Kyle Allen. Obviously, they're probably not looking at a quarterback Mm -hmm. early in the draft. So what do you do? you got 3-13. and Are you taking the best players available, or are you looking to move back from one or both and acquire even more picks? What would be the best possible outcome for Houston when it comes to day one of the draft?
1: Honestly, if I'm Houston, I would probably... It's like fifty-one forty-nine move back mm-hmm. for fifty-one forty-nine take the picks. I think it's win-win for both of sure. for both sides.
0: But if, when you're talking about a roster that feels very short of talent, mm-hmm. I think moving back when you're talking about depth yeah. and acquiring as many picks as possible, both this year, future picks, whatever it may be. Like you can get players. Like you move back from three or thirteen, you acquire more picks in the middle rounds, yeah. where the where the real strength of this draft is. Maybe in the second and third round, mm-hmm. you've got two firsts, two seconds, two fourths. Yeah. I'm sorry, two firsts, two thirds, two fourths. If you can acquire a few more seconds, maybe get another third. Like where the where the meat of this draft is. I wouldn't be mad at. I'll
1: give you that. 24 in our second for 13.
0: <laughs> I think a, a, the draft book would call for a little more compensation yeah, th- yeah. B- than that, but it's not something I would be opposed to at yeah. all. If you're looking to move up to 13. But on the flip side. If you're looking to move up to 13, though, as the Cowboys, what are you targeting there? Because that screams Wilson or Olave to me. Unless one of those tackles falls, like Charles Cross.
1: At 13 for the Cowboys, I would probably take either Devin Lloyd or Trent McDuffie.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. So they're outside because. In the first hour, we brought mm-hmm. up outside of Saucer. Stingley, I, forgot about Trim.
1: Li- I forgot about McDuffie. I get it. I forgot about him, to be honest. And McDuffie's a, a tough, yeah. tough corner. Oh, yeah. So I, I would take at 13, probably one of those guys. Like you said, unless Cross or Evan Neal fell that far.
0: I don't think Neal would, but I do think Cross could make it that yeah. far down.
1: I mean, I wouldn't put it out of their realm of possibility for the Cowboys, if they moved up to 13, to take... A wide receiver? Mm-hmm. Wilson or Olave or, I don't know, London? Whoever's there. Whoever yeah. that's highest on their board who's there. But for me, I would... Because that wide receiver position we've seen is is super deep.
0: Incredibly could, deep. Yeah. And my favorite receiver in the draft, that's kind of why I won't want to acquire extra seconds. You want Christian Watson, don't I you? I want Christian yeah. Watson in the
1: worst way. Mm-hmm. He's so good, man. He's, He's going to be a monster.
0: Athletic.
1: Looks like DK Metcalf.
0: He is six four. Mm-hmm. He runs in the 4'3". Yeah. and his spark, basically his short area quickness yeah. and his ability, like it's all off the charts. Yeah, like, he's, he is probably he's in the top one to two percentile of like freakish athletic measurables in this wide receiver class. I would say in the whole draft. Yeah. I really, really like me some Christian Watson because he gives you kind of the ability to groom as a number one. Yeah. Like, I don't think he'll be that out the gate. Nah, but he you, looks... But mm-hmm. you've, you've signed Brandon Cooks, yeah. and you've got a guy in the building that can help kind of groom him yeah, yeah. to be the guy that you think he possibly could be. And that's probably one of my favorite low-key receiver prospects yeah. and I think he's a second rounder. Is, and I wouldn't yeah. mind taking him with that first second round mm-hmm. pick, but I also want like a couple other people yeah, that yeah. could be in that second round area. So, so I say, wouldn't mind having more capital there. Yeah. Say
1: y'all don't move like trade your first rounds. Who do you want at
0: 3 and 13? <sighs> I understand Ikiokuanu and Evan Neal. I understand it. No, yeah. yeah. It's not where I'm going for y'all. It's not what y'all I want. Y'all need star power. You need star And there's nothing to say that they can't be. because Y'all need sexy star but power. But you've got Laramie Tunsil for a couple more years. Yeah. You drafted Titus Howard. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlie Heck the year before, who's been getting playing time. Like, I feel like they're okay up front. They're probably... It wouldn't hurt to have a star like yeah, Aquan yeah. or, or Evan Neal, who is multifaceted and can play inside or on the right side until uh, Tunsil's contract is up and then yeah. kick him out. Like, I understand the reasoning there. But at three, I'm kind of starting to really, really dig sauce. Oh, so. Yeah. Because they don't have a corner. No. They, yeah. Like, they're. Their best corner on the roster, they just signed, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, It's either him or Desmond King. And they're okay players. And Mm -hmm. Desmond King's probably best suited for the slot, his size. Mm -hmm. He can play outside in a pinch, but you don't have a guy. And I I love sauce. Oh, yeah. Not just the swag, but the play. No, he's so good. Dude hasn't allowed a touchdown. Dude's uh, Hasn't
1: allowed more than 35
0: yards. He's shut down. Yeah, like he, he is old school. Rebus Island. He lock. is lock. Yeah. Lock you down. Yes. Problem is with Lovey's defense. I don't know if he fits.
1: <laughs> well, sometimes you gotta ma- you gotta make it. You fit. gotta switch up. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta switch, switch up it your up style, to your and, personnel.
0: Mm-hmm. And I'm about that. At 13, Kyle Hamilton seems to be falling down draft boards because of his slow forties. But, but that's. If he's there, I would grab him in an instant. Oh yeah! If he's there now, this could be draft smoke that why he's falling. If not, I would love Devin Lloyd. N- n- maybe Devin Lloyd, but even more so than Devin Lloyd, I would I would prefer like some pass rush.
1: Jermaine Johnson.
0: Jermaine Johnson, the edge out of Florida State, I really like. If not Jermaine.
1: Carl Loftus?
0: No, Carl uh, Loftus, uh, he's a further, you know, mm-hmm. late teens, early 20s. He's yeah, in the yeah. Cowboys range, I think. If I'm looking uh, at Rush, maybe Rush from the middle, maybe Jordan Davis because of the, the weakness at defensive tackle. So if I'm Wyatt? looking at Davis or Wyatt, mm-hmm. who could really kind of, if we're talking about Lovey system yeah. and the cover too, like he loves those guys like Akeem Hicks or yeah. like uh, back in the day Melton, like the guys that can one gap from the three technique mm-hmm. and really create pressure up the middle. Yeah, those are Lovey guys. Yeah, yeah. I see that in Davis and Wyatt.
1: Yeah, I think even more so Wyatt Davis for me.
0: I understand the heaviness but he came into the combine at what 3:40 he said he felt as good as he could and because of the depth of that defensive line they didn't ask him to play a lot of snaps. Yeah,
1: he was mainly a a run mm-hmm. a run snap guy. So it'll be interesting to see what, you know, he does in the NFL. I just think Devontae Wyatt Devontae is going to be Wyatt's a menace. A monster. He's going to be a menace.
0: So I wouldn't and as much as I need to help Davis Mills. Yeah. I want to take the that's best he- available players. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. That's <laughs> what we always talk about. You're picking that high in the draft. It's lottery tickets. It's and if not I'm saying that that's what I want,
0: yeah. and in the second round, maybe at 38, then you fill where they the picks. holes. Yeah. Then I'm looking at possibly mm-hmm. the best receiver available. Yeah. Maybe a Christian Watson, maybe a Sky Moore. You know, Calvin somebody Austin. that can come in and really help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what, I agree. What about the Cowboys' first two rounds? 24, what do you want?
1: Man, it's tough. We're kind of sitting in a good spot. There's going to mm-hmm. be some some players that could potentially fall to us. So I have like four players that I've been really looking at in the first. It's going to be uh, Bernard Raymond. Okay. Um,
0: Offensive tackle out of uh, uh, Central Michigan. Mm-hmm.
1: Tyler Linderbaum.
0: Tyler Linderbaum. Linderbaum. Yep. N'Kobe Dean. Yep. Georgia uh, linebacker. He is falling down draft boards because of the short arms and slow forty. Mm-hmm. But man, that dude's just a football player. Like yeah. you turn on the tape, yeah, and you just—he's just—he's a, yeah. a gamer. He's a
1: gamer. He's—he gets into a different mode. And people and then, are worried
0: about his short arms and being swallowed up by blockers. But the dude's always around the football. Yep. And then,
1: um, Wyatt
0: Devontae Wyatt Devontae
1: Wyatt. And if all those guys are somehow gone. And even if they're not, what do you I think wouldn't of be upset. I don't. I haven't watched enough of his tape Perdue. to really know what he's about.
0: He's he's good. He he's really powerful. Mm-hmm. He's got good moves. He he uses his hand placement real well. Yeah. I don't know how twitchy he is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know his athleticism upside.
0: What would you think of whether it's the first or second round? taking a flyer on David Ajabo because this, this mm-hmm. is one of the reasons I'd like to trade back and acquire picks in the second round is if Ojabo's still there or later in the first if you trade back mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind taking David Ajabo despite the Achilles injury and him possibly not playing this season because then you're getting a possible first round talent yeah. next year That's tough. And even Aiden Hutchinson, the star of that Michigan football team, has said in interviews, Ojabo is so raw. He just picked up football. When he actually starts to understand it, he's going to be an issue.
1: Yeah, I mean, before this past season, he'd only played 26 career snaps. And then he jumped up, you know, pre- uh, achilles tear mm-hmm. dude was gonna go top 15 probably top 10
0: top 20 at least yeah. but yeah so i mean there's something to be said there there's value there yeah, right i think i'd but as the cowboy fan would you No, want to do i that? think i'd rather immediate impact
1: benito or kingsley and umbari
0: in an immediate impact situation, yeah. Boye Mafe is another guy. Yeah, where, Boye Mafe.
1: Though, yeah, I, I would Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I would hope one of them fell to me in the second, rather than taking a Ajabo a in our late first.
0: And he seems more of a team that is either looking to rebuild and get a steal, mm-hmm. or has a lot has of depth, depth and can put him on the shelf. Like and we are neither n- of those. <laughs> maybe. I could see Baltimore doing something yeah, like yeah, taking yeah. a job late and letting him just kind of grow. Mm-hmm. I would also,
1: in the first, like, I wouldn't be upset with Kenyon Green or, or Zion Johnson.
0: I love Zion Johnson. I'd be happy with he both of them. because incredibly position flexible. Yeah. He can play center. He can play guard. He can play tackle. Mm-hmm. He's done all of it at Boston College. Same with Zion, Kenyon Green. Kenyon Green, the same. Yeah. But I just... The more I've watched of Zion Johnson's tape, the more I fall in love with Zion Johnson, Mm -hmm. especially in that mid-to-late first-round area.
1: I've seen several mock drafts, especially from Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay, that have uh, the Cowboys tank Arnold Edebique in the first round, the the pass rush from Penn State. Wouldn't be terribly upset
0: with that. It's kind of a reach. He's twitchy. He's explosive. He reminds me, if you remember, uh, another Penn State guy, or even a um, uh, couple of uh, or a Notre Dame guy. He reminds me a little bit of Jason Owa mm-hmm. from yeah. last year yeah, yeah. out of Penn State, and also a little bit. Owa of... he had a a good rookie season. He did.
1: He did. I mean, BK had eight sacks, and 32 hurries. So the man's obviously a problem on the line. I just also, I feel like, I don't know, this seems a little early for him. But, you know, I'm no expert like these other guys are that are making all this. But for me, it's Raymond, Dean, Leiterbaum, Zion Johnson, Devontae Wyatt. That's who I want. One but- of those five in the first.
0: And like I said, he reminds me of Owe a little bit, and he also reminds me a little bit of the Notre Dame kind of linebacker, edge rusher, Jeremiah Owu. Oh, yeah. Koromoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, those two guys are kind of what I see when, when I look at mm-hmm. BK.
1: I like BK for sure, but I, And I would, you did lose Gregory. Mm-hmm. We do need, we need pass rush help. There's no doubt about that. It's It's tough, man. We're in a spot where we're going to have mm-hmm. a pl- not a plethora, but a plethora, a good amount of people that are still on our big board that are still going to be there. So
0: <laughs> it'll be interesting. He is Jack Thompson. I am James Pledger. You're locked into the Saturday morning hangover. When we come back, we're going to talk about a little bit of the sleeper guys, the guys that can go a little bit later in the draft that we're kind of keeping an eye on. Maybe give you some names to look out for in the... Day three of the draft area. He is Jack Thompson. I am James Pledger. You're listening to the Saturday Morning Hangover, and I know you're going to be doing some grilling this weekend because it's, as Rob Thompson likes to call it, one of the high and holy grilling majors in Easter this weekend. So take a picture of what's been on your grill and upload that to sasportstar.com. You could be walking away with a $50 gift card to Tri-County Meat Market. Winners chosen every Thursday on the Blitz at 6 When we come back, Draft Sleepers. Coming up right here on the Saturday Morning Hangover on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Welcome back into the Saturday Morning Hangover. He's Jack Thompson. I'm James Fletcher. That's to run the jewels. Stop. I won't stop. Can't stop. We got the post-up coming up next at the top of the hour, but until then, we got you a little NFL draft preview right here on The Hangover as we get ready for the NFL draft here in a couple of weeks. And, of course, on the post-up here in a few hours, we're going to have your look at, the NBA draft and probably what the Spurs are looking at with those picks at nine twenty and 23 mm-hmm. currently. But I want to look at the NFL draft because it is seven rounds long, and we talk a lot about the first few rounds. Christian Watson, one of my higher round favorites, second round maybe, possibly in the third, depending what this run on receivers looks like especially with the money they're getting. I can see people like, let's get some receivers in the house yeah. <laughs> before we got to pay them. Yeah, <laughs> So I could see that happening. But who are some, and it's not just Cowboys, but some players that you could see in the draft making an impact somewhere that are going to go probably day three. So like fourth, fifth, sixth round, maybe the third round on day two. What are some names that you're looking at?
1: Let's see. I like – let's see. Let me get into some of my box.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's perfectly fine. I mean, I can tell you a couple off the top of my head right Mm -hmm. now. Uh, I love, I love me some Charlie Kolar. Mm -hmm. Tight end out of Iowa State. He's probably going to be a late draft pick. This is going to be not a – fantastic tight end draft, but I think it's a really solid tight end draft. Yeah, there's I some... think there's a lot of solid tight end talent in this draft that you can get pretty late. And Charlie Kohler out of Iowa State, that can play the wide position, can block, also receives extremely well. I would look at Charlie Kohler in the late rounds if I'm a team looking at tight end help, and the Dallas Cowboys could be one of those teams looking for tight end help, seeing as Basically the only tight end you really have on your roster is Dalton Schultz, Dalton Schultz. and uh who was the kid you drafted the other year? I want to say it was out in like Notre Dame or something. You know who I'm talking I about. I know
1: exactly right? who you're talking about.
0: But those those are a couple of guys right off the bat that come to mind. It is Charlie Kohler and uh if you want to go Watermeyer. Jalen Weidermeyer, I think he'll be a late-round pick, especially with his incredibly slow 40. Yeah,
1: not a fast guy.
0: But not a lot of tight ends are that fast. No, no. Um, Another couple of guys that I really like. Tyler Algiers, running back at a BYU. Mm -hmm. I could see him going late and paying dividends somewhere. He kind of reminds me with his running style of, like, Nick Chubb.
1: Yeah. I like... uh Linebacker from Oklahoma State, mm-hmm. Malcolm Rodriguez. I think he's going to be pretty good. He's really good in the coverage. Played 460 coverage snaps for them last year. Mm-hmm. 90 tackles, only 17 missed. I think he's going to be good.
0: I think both the Georgia running backs. Yeah, both the Georgia both running Zemir backs. Both White and James Cook could be steals in the, on day three of this draft. Mm-hmm. I like uh,
1: Neil Farrell Jr., Defensive in, interior defensive lineman from LSU. Okay, got a 90, 90 grade uh, brush, and he played the equal amount of pass rush and run defense snaps. Mm-hmm. Only had one snack, but had only had one sack, but he had nineteen hurries, two balls batted, and five QB hits. Mm-hmm. So he's getting into the backfield pretty consistently. Consistently, I like him a lot. There's um, a lot
0: of talk of Lewis sign. Uh, Jalen Petrie and Kyle mm-hmm. Hamilton, but Kirby Joseph, a safety out of Illinois, yes. no, is yeah, a, a I like prospect him. to keep your eye on.
1: Hyper-athletic. Hyper-hyper-athletic.
0: And, I, if you're a Texans fan, keep an eye on him in Houston because he is out of Illinois. He is a guy that was recruited mm-hmm. by Lovey Smith when he was at Illinois. So there is a little bit of a connection there. And Houston... They just let their safety walk. Mm -hmm. uh, Justin Reed signed with the Kansas City Chiefs. They are thin, you could say, at that position. And if they don't get Kyle Hamilton, either at 3 or 13, safety could, uh, I I think it is, on the list of needs for the Houston Texans.
1: Another sleeper I like is, uh, he's got a hard name to pronounce. Uh Uh-oh. I love hard names to pronounce. Ioma. Uwar Zirike, edge rush out of Iowa State. Okay. He is 6'4", 316. Had 10 sacks, 30 hurries, 5 QB
0: hits. Could I introduce you to a guy that averaged 7.1 yards of carry? Who you got? Running back Pierre Strong.
1: Pierre Strong, yes, out of um South Dakota yes, State. South Dakota State. Jackrabbits, baby. Yeah. He's got a good grade. It, he had, and he had
0: a great combine.
1: Yeah, seventeen hundred yards rushing. That's nice.
0: Seventeen hundred yards rushing. He has over thirty eight hundred for his career. He 18 averaged eighteen touchdowns last year. Eighteen Damn. touchdowns last year, and he averaged 7.1 yards a carry last season. He averaged 7.6 yards a carry for his career.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Let me 7.6 yards per, per carry for his career. 500 carries, mm-hmm. 3,807 yards. That's some
1: super <laughs> impressive. Of course, he's playing
0: a yes, lower. Yes, it's FBS tag. Yeah, I I get that. No,
1: nah, but still, that's incredibly impressive.
0: I'd also say wide receiver because we talk about the depth of this receiver class mm-hmm. and nobody thinks Vanderbilt when they start thinking, you know, I need to go get me a good football player. Yeah. But there is a Vanderbilt receiver named Chris Pierce who is six four, two hundred and thirty one pounds, that can be that big body receiver mm-hmm. you need. Yeah. I really like me some Chris Pierce in this draft as well. I think he's a guy that could go in the later rounds. Also we talk about the lack of defensive tackle, mm-hmm. probably in the later rounds. Haskell Garrett, defensive yeah. tackle out of Ohio, Ohio State. Ohio State, yeah. Yeah, you've I like seen him. him. I like a lot of I like him. I like Haskell
1: Garrett late in the rounds. I like Noah Ellis late mm-hmm. in the rounds. Uh, Jaden Peavy fighting Texas and Maggie. I like him a lot in the later rounds. Another wide receiver I like towards the end of the draft is um, – Yep, Javon Halei, I don't know how to say it, but he's from mm-hmm. Coastal Carolina, yeah. six-foot receiver, had 1,200 yards receiving late, last season, seven touchdowns, I mean, dude's really good, and uh, he's going to be, a I think he'll be a good late wide receiver pick. He's going to be probably there all the way until the last two or three rounds, so.
0: Anybody on the offensive line you really like late in the draft? I like UTSA yeah. oh, Spencer yeah. Burford.
1: There's a yeah, I like a. There's several guys I like uh, late.
0: I like Spencer Burford. I think he's going to be a pretty good one. Also, I talked about uh, Kirby, mm-hmm. another safety I really like that could go on day three. Bubba Bolden out of Miami.
1: I like uh, Cordell Volson, tackle out of North Dakota State. Mm-hmm. He's got. A ninety uh, overall grade gave up has g- gave up no sacks the last three years for sure no sacks only gave up five hurries last year. There's a
0: lot of players on that North Dakota State team. <laughs> right? Yeah, I like me some Christian Watson. I like him. Uh, Their running back I like a little bit. Like they've got some playmakers on that North Dakota State team.
1: And there's another tackle out of Southern Utah. His name is Braxton Jones. Mm-hmm. Ninety-four overall grade. Mainly a pass block uh tackle hmm three sacks last year, zero the, t- the seasons before uh, only gave up seven hurries, only gave up eleven in his entire career That's another late round tackle that I like a lot
0: um you talk about rangy cover two cover three cover four corners mm-hmm there's a corner that is six two about two hundred pounds it's got long arms. Kind of fits into that scheme. And you were talking about Trent McDuffie earlier, but later in the draft, out of Washington State, Jalen Watson's a guy to keep an eye on. Jalen Watson. I have not seen him. He is long. He is rangy. He, he can find the football. I really like what I've seen out of Jalen Watson on tape, uh, his length can be a problem because, you know, how we talk about Tyreek Woolen being 6'3", and mm-hmm. over 200 pounds, well, this guy is right there in the measurable category along with Tyreek Woolen. So.
1: I like another cornerback that's will go in the later rounds, mm-hmm. Cordell Flott, uh, cornerback from LSU.
0: Yeah, and LSU, DBU. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> he only gave up. Uh, two hundred and forty nine yards this past season. Yeah, only two touchdowns. Got a couple interceptions. He's another one that, that's a late round cornerback I like. Um, let's see who
0: else. If you could walk away in this draft for the Dallas Cowboys with mm-hmm. one, like one player you've circled, that's the guy I want on my team next year. I feel like it's Nick Benito. It is Nick Benito. Is that the one guy you've got circled anywhere in the draft? If you were to land him, that's the guy that you would just walk out and be like, All right, I feel good about next year.
1: Yeah, I mean I wouldn't take him in the first round. No, but, but second round and on. anywhere. Yeah. I, I love me some Nick Benito. I think he's gonna be an immediate impact kind of guy. Um let's see. I like if we can snag.
0: Obviously, Christian Watson. If like I can snag Christian Watson as a Texans fan, I am very happy with how my draft probably turns out Mm -hmm. most of the way through.
1: If we don't go Zion Johnson or Kenyon Green in the first, if we can snag uh, Dylan Parham in the third, Mm -hmm. I think that would be a great a great guard to snag an immediate starter. Um, let's see. There's a wide receiver from Boise State, Khalil Shakir. Mm-hmm. I like him a lot. Pretty, he's a twitchy kind of receiver, six foot.
0: Talk about late rounders. You talk about offensive line, especially on the interior. I like Josh Revis out of Kansas State. Yeah,
1: Josh Revis. I take him a lot in all of my mocks too. He's going to be a late late rounder. So, and he has a a lot of potential. So I like him a lot. Um, I like I've said this already, Jaden Peavy, I think he's going to be a steal in the draft. He's going to go late. Mm -hmm. Had a great career at A&M, especially last season. He had a a great – and Michael Clements, our other edge rush. That's
0: the one that I really think can do something in the NFL. 6'5",
1: hyper, hyper Mm hyper-athletic.
0: I think he gets into a good system, finds finds a good home. I think he could be a steal somewhere late in the draft. Mm -hmm. I agree with that
1: for sure. It's a lot of good players in this draft, We're man. just
0: two weeks mm-hmm. away. So excited. And these are the guys in two weeks, because Saturday will be rounds four through seven, mm-hmm. where those are the guys that if you find a steal there, you can kind of reshape your roster. Last thoughts as we head out and get ready for the post up to where we talk all things hoops for you, including getting into what the Spurs should do with their draft and those four draft picks in the top 38 of the NBA draft coming up, three first, one high second. In the NFL draft, what is the one thing you want to see the Cowboys do most of all? Is it, is it move up for a player and target specific needs and be aggressive in the draft, or is it kind of be more passive and trade back down and acquiring because, personally, as a Texans fan, I want my team to do a little bit of both, if, I, yeah, if I'm going to be honest. I yeah. I want to see you trade down, but I want to see you get aggressive where you need to be to get someone.
1: I Yeah, that's... I feel I'm right there. I think, most importantly, we've got to address the line on both sides. Um, but after that, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just best player available, I feel like. But we definitely... I mean, Tyron Smith, while still great, doesn't have a lot of gas left in the tank.
0: You think Simi Fejoko can take a, a step? step this yeah, coming I, year?
1: Yeah, I actually do. I think he can. And I think um we'll get to see it right out the out the gate. I think he's going to be in line for that number three receiver now that uh, Noah Brown is or for.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean once because you got Washington. Well, right? I'm saying like once Oh with Gallup yeah, out gotcha.
1: with Gallup out, he takes that three roll yeah, and yeah, I think I got you. he's a burner. He's got size. Mm-hmm. I think he can definitely I think he can take a step.
0: He was Davis Mill's favorite target. Yeah. <laughs> he is Jack Thompson. I am James Pledger. This has been the Saturday morning hangover. We are your hangover without the headache. Thanks for hanging with us. Stick around. Coming up next, we got everything hoops for you. The post up as the NBA playoffs get started today. That's coming up right here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250
1: and 1033 FM. Ladies and gentlemen, Jack Thompson,
0: James Bledger, the post
1: What is up, San Antonio? We are the post-up. Jack Thompson, my main man, James Pledger, holding it down. Coming on to hour number three for us. We are the post-up. This is San Antonio Sports Star. Let's get straight into it. The playoffs are upon us. It is a beautiful time and hoops right now. We got draft talk. We've got the playoffs. We've got the Transfer portal and the NCAA going completely bananas.
0: Oh, yeah, man, Going that, crazy. The transfer portal is a whole new aspect to recruiting. Mm-hmm. Whew.
1: Honestly, right now, I think, like, the transfer portal may be more important
0: than recruiting-wise
1: than bringing in the one. and Yeah, exactly. I think it... That's huge. It's the easiest way to completely bolster and turn around your roster
0: Chris Beard did it last year
1: A&M did it too they did yeah so there are plenty of you know large sample sizes that tell you that the transfer portal is incredibly important and we've seen some huge names already hit the transfer portal it's going to be a wild one
0: my goodness the names in the transfer portal are absolutely insane and I'm sure we're going to get into it here in a little bit
1: We'll get straight into some playoffs. So, as of today, we start. The playoff picture is set. We've got the Jazz, the Mavs, the Timberwolves, and the Grizzlies, the Raptors, and the Sixers, and the Nuggets, and the Warriors playing in today's slate. Tomorrow you get the Hawks and the Heat, the Nets and the Celtics, the Bulls and the Bucks, and the Pels and the Suns. It's going to be a fun one, man. There's no, I don't feel like there's any outright, favorite except for maybe the Bucks because mm-hmm. the we've seen the Suns be great, but last year they couldn't do it. And they have the same team. The
0: 76ers remember injuries hampered the Suns. It's true last year. Chris Paul, yeah. Chris Paul, um, um God, his name just fell out of my head. I think the series turned when he went down with that ACL injury. I don't know the stretch saying. four. Oh, Sarch. Yeah, Dario Sarch. I don't know why his name just fell out of my head like that. Yeah, but I thought that really changed the series last year. Mm-hmm. But it feels part of the season. Yeah, feel for the Suns mm-hmm. feels a lot like 2014 for the Spurs. Okay. It feel feels that. like they were this close. Yeah, they lost it, and they are on a mission. Oh, this they're year.
1: on a straight mission. I love the Suns. We've got the Seventy ers huge question mark with them. We've got the Nets, huge question mark with them. The Celtics—they're looking as poised as anyone, but they're missing their best defender and maybe the Defensive Player of the Year and Robert Williams.
0: It's going to be go a- ahead, and say it.
1: What's up? Fighting, fighting Texas Aggie, baby, fighting Texas <laughs> Aggie. Yep, fighting Texas I Aggie. I think it's
0: a prerequisite that you have to say. Fighting Texas A&M Aggie every time that you mention Robert Williams.
1: Anyone. <laughs> Anyone that went to A&M. Chris Middleton. I don't care what you call him, but you better call him world champ. Fighting Texas Aggie. That's going to be a great playoffs. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm very excited to see. There's Mac- a couple Max matchups. Money Middleton. Yeah, Max Money Middleton, baby. <laughs> Love that guy. I'll die on that hill. You should. Love that guy. He's a gold medalist. (laughs) Gold medalist, NBA champ, Max Money Middleton. (laughs) Love it. That's how they should introduce him to the games. They really should. (laughs) It'd be awesome. (laughs) I'm very excited to see what the Grizz playoffs look like. Yes. They were phenomenal in the regular season, even without Ja. I want to see if this young team is ready for the complete shift in gameplay that comes to the playoffs.
0: But I do believe that the game that they play kind yeah, of not, fits the I, playoffs. No,
1: I agree. I agree. But the moment is always different, and they don't have any guys on that team that have been in the moment. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see if they can do it. If they nut up or shut up.
0: It would be very interesting to kind of find out what happens, and if the if the Grizzlies can capture this, because they're the two-seed. They are obviously a really good team, yeah. but you want to see if this moment is too big for them because yeah. they are extremely young. Mm-hmm. There's not very much playoff experience on that Only roster. Steven Adams. That's two. I was going to say. O-
1: only Steven. And Kyle, and Anderson. Kyle Anderson. Anderson. Yeah, and Kyle Anderson.
0: But other than that, like there's zero experience. You've Mm-mm. got Desmond Bain. You've got uh, Herb Jones. You've got uh, Ja Morant. There's not a lot of teams. that. Yeah, have- Dylan Brooks.
1: No, uh, great guys, great players, but we haven't seen them. They haven't been it in the playoffs. So. They haven't been there. <laughs> I'm d- very excited about that. I'm excited. To, I'm excited for this Nuggs Warriors series. I want to see uh, what kind of wrath Jokic unleashes on mm-hmm. the Warriors. But I'm also very excited to see what the Warriors' big three looks like back together. I mean, they've only played eleven games together this season so far. Like, we all know Clay missed the entire last season and is really just now kind of rounding into form. I think he had a 41-point game mm-hmm. last week. So that's going to be an interesting one for me. The uh, Obviously, I think everyone is looking at that Nets-Celtics series as the first-round series to key in on. I think
0: Nets-Celtics and Warriors-Nuggets are the two best series in the first round.
1: I agree with that. I agree with that.
0: Just because you've got Splash Brothers back Mm -hmm. together, Draymond's there. You know what's crazy? I heard this stat earlier in the week. The Celtics' big, or sorry, the Warriors' big three Mm -hmm. of Steph, Clay, and Draymond have played 11 minutes together this season. Oh, it's only 11 minutes. 11 minutes. I read
1: that wrong. I thought it was 11 games. 11 minutes. Holy crap. Right?
0: That's wild.
1: Yeah, very excited to see <laughs> how that shapes out for sure.
0: That's just insane because insane. when they're fully healthy, that is a team that scares you. Yeah. And yes. especially with, you know, Poole's uh, yeah. year this year and how MIP, he's kind probably. of developed. DeJounte?
1: Him, I would say it's him and DeJounte are the outright front runners for MIP. A
0: lot of people are also throwing Jean Moran into that list. But
1: he's. He has elevated himself above MIP. I don't like that. He is in the MVP category. Yeah, like, I don't like John Morant for MIP. I, I,
0: I'm I just telling you no, what, I agree. Reading, I've seen what I've been it. reading.
1: I've seen it on a lot of, you know, people who have votes. I've seen John Morant as their pick for MIP. And it's just, I feel like he's a tier above that.
0: And as we talk about the NBA Awards a little bit, mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to get your thoughts on something because I yeah. heard Bill Simmons talking about the all-rookie teams. Mm-hmm. And I want to know if I'm being like sensitive as a, as a fan mm-hmm. of the Rockets or if there is something truly here because he is an NBA voter. Yeah, He votes on the awards. Mm-hmm. So uh, earlier, earlier Bill Simmons... This week talked mm-hmm. about the NBA rookie team: yeah. C.J.
1: McCollum, Larry Nance, Jonas Valanciunas, Herb Jones. Yeah, they have the our ability. guy Herb Jones. I mean, they Herb can Jones beat you. Herb Jones is in.
0: hipster Twitter
1: favorite for sure. I he put is. him on all defense. <laughs> you have him second team forward, Bill, I, and three? I put him first team, first team all rookie. I had I'll him put him over, Jalen, over Green. You, Jalen Green. Jalen Green. I don't do care. Do you scored forty yeah. points. In your oh, team's wow. Nineteen and wow. sixty.
0: <laughs> Congratulations,
1: wow. Bill. Kurt Jones was like guarding dudes at real games. Wow.
0: Bill, when I look back at my my ballot this year, it's now, very the Hou- now the Houston
1: people are going to be mad at me. I'm sorry. I like winning. I like winning players. I'm sorry. Jalen Green will get
0: there. It's just that team was twenty-one and sixty-one this year, or whatever. Anyway, sorry, guys. Do you have an issue with that? Because it feels like a bias. Because if he has a problem with Jalen Green's record, yeah. he was obviously one of the best rookies playing to the final two, three months of the season, period. I know he started slow, but he f- closed the s- mm-hmm. season strong. Yeah. If he's got an issue with Jalen, jo- uh, Jalen Green and his record, he better not have put Kay Cunningham or, on his,
1: Or Josh Giddey. Or
0: Josh Giddey on his list. Yeah.
1: Which who are without a doubt both on there. It makes no it sense. Feels I mean, like bias. It's 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 a little bias for sure. I mean, you put Herb Jones on the Rockets and he he's he nothing. Not, he's doing nothing. Yeah, exactly. He's doing nothing. He's Jayshon Tate. Yeah, exactly. So, and you put Jalen Green on the Pelicans and he could be rookie Five of the year. Seed? Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So, it's all about situation. I think Herb Jones is all rookie I like second him. team.
0: Yeah. I like
1: him. But that first team is without a doubt you can't dispute it. It's Evan Mobley, Cade Cunningham, Scotty Barnes, Josh Giddy, and Jalen Green. That's that's who it is. That's the list. That's literally who it is. You cannot go anywhere else with it. That's those Who's are the, the rookie fir-
0: of the year for you this year?
1: Evan Mobley. It's Mobley? Yeah, he's had a phenomenal year. You look where the Cavs were last year in mm. comparison to where they are now. And last year, they had the young bull, mm-hmm. Colin Sexton. And Evan Mobley has,
0: makes... That's insane. They're going to get him back next year. I for, completely forgot about yeah. Colin Sexton being on that team. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, next year they'll have him back. They'll still have Levert. They'll still have Markin. That's going to be a good team next year.
0: Really and
1: good. Darius Garland... Has turned into a step. one of my favorite players to watch. He took a step this year. That dude can give you 30 points, 20 dimes. Like that Darius Garland is special. I like him a lot. Like I think beside behind jaw, he's the second best young point guard in the league. Yeah. He's phenomenal. Man, who you think is Jokic running away? Is Jokic MVP
0: outright? It feels like it. It does feel like it. It feels like it just because it it's between him, Giannis, and Embiid, obviously. Yeah. And it's it sucks for Embiid. It does. First center sucks for first Embiid. First center to win the scoring title since Kareem. But it sucked for James Harden all those years yeah, in Houston it's too. It's just part of it. Because he was he was really, really good. Mm-hmm. And he should have been an MVP probably multiple times in his career, not just the one. Yeah. But you're playing in a, in a league that where Steph's breaking the three-point record yeah. every year. You're you playing in a, like it's it also it
1: sucks. It sucks a lot for Devin Booker too because usually he's not even MVP. In the conversation. I know, and
0: usually MVP's best player or best team, and that's and not only best player, best best team, but he's best player, best team who was out his other guy. Yeah, and for two and a half, three months, and didn't drop, didn't fall off. No, they got better. Yeah, and <laughs> they ran away with it. What's crazy is.
1: Of all the MVPs, th- there have been 10 or 9 that av- have averaged the numbers
0: that Book is averaging. Twenty. What, what's the order you have? Because for me, it's probably it goes, Joker, Embiid, Giannis, Book. Book. Yeah, I agree with
1: that. I think just the fact that the Joker had a, what was it, 5,000 point, mm-hmm. 2,000 rebound, Like, 1,000 assists ever ever season. That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. And you look at that roster.
0: I mean, did DeJounte have one of those, too? Not quite that. First time since Jordan to have, what was it? It Points, rebounds, assists, and
1: steals or something? It was like 22 points, 9 rebounds, 8 assists, 2 steals. Something like that. Yeah, which is incredible. That's why Dejounte should the, be All NBA. Who was it?
0: Bridges played eighty-two games this year.
1: Yeah, Michael Bridges. The only four players in the league played all eighty-two games. Only can't four. Rem- yeah,
0: can't remember the others. Not off the top of my head. You know, it's I was because I was looking at stats about you know mm-hmm. times played eighty-two games. Jordan played eighty-two games nine times in his career. That's insane.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is incredible.
0: Nine seasons of 82-plus games. Let's see. It was... uh, I I just find that amazing.
1: Oh, it was five players, five players. So,
0: Kevon Looney. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow.
1: Yeah, all games. Denny Advey for Washington.
0: Never even noticed him playing.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Michael Bridges, Sadiq Bey, and probably the most surprising is uh, Dwight Powell. Who is coming off an Achilles tear. Oh, right, right. And he played all 82 games. Wow. That's impressive. And when he traded mid-season, too? I think it was no, on I'm Dallas. thinking
0: of Norman. I'm yeah, thinking you're thinking Norman. of
1: Norman. No, Dwight Powell, the big for Dallas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He played all 82 games coming off his last year where he, he tore his Achilles. That's freaking amazing. But yeah, five players, that's it. Sadiq Bey, Michael Bridges, those guys are ballers. Yeah, the rest of those guys are Remember players. how bad I
0: wanted Sadiq Bey that year in the draft? Me
1: too, brother. <laughs> Me
0: too. Which draft was that? Who did we end up with? Devin. Okay. I mean, it's not awful. But... No.
1: <laughs> but Devin ain't put up 52. <laughs> Sadiq Bey has put up 52 points.
0: <laughs> he didn't break the rookie three-point record.
1: Yeah, so that guy's special. What about DPOY? Who do you think's got that locked up? Robert Williams. You think it's outright Robert Williams?
0: It's either him or Marcus Smart, I think. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's one of the Celtics. Um, Rudy Gobert seems to own that award. I mean, he does. Yeah, No, he does. He does. But for me, this year, I I saw the metrics of Robert Williams as the closest defender, and people are shooting abysmal. Mm -hmm. Like, it's insane. It's crazy. It's wild. Like, he is on a different level this year when it comes to his defensive rating. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, his defensive rating is is ridiculous. Uh, I think, you know, Bam is probably in that conversation. Michael Bridges is probably in that race. But, yeah, I think it it should be uh, Robert Williams. I agree with you there. Rookie of the year, we said Evan Mobley. As
0: a big, as a big, <laughs> Robert Williams this season, as the closest defender to a player on over 600 shots, mm-hmm. has held opponents to 35.5%.
1: Wow. Love that. Love, that is Rob.
0: people that play down on the block. Yeah. Yeah. So whether he's on the block or switches out to the top, you are not shooting very well against Robert nope. Williams.
1: Yeah, Robert Williams should win it. Well, there you have it, y'all. This is the post-up. <laughs> San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 1033 FM. Always check us out on the go at SA com. We'll be right back to get into some draft and Spurs talk. Y'all stay put. Welcome back all my hoops heads. This is the post up. Jack Thompson, James Pledger. You can follow us on Twitter at Jack underscore Thompson 33. My man pledges at I am pledger. Get right into some draft talk. The draft is now two months away. Yeah, June 29th, I believe is the NBA draft. So yeah, about two months away. It's going to be an interesting one, man. We've got a very, very top-heavy draft. Mm -hmm. You've got three unicorns at the top. That June twenty-third, by the way. June oh twenty-third, even a week earlier, y'all. A week earlier. So yeah, it's going to be a fun one. Spurs sitting at nine and ten, nine or ten. We've got a twenty percent chance in the lottery to move up into that top four. We have a larger percent chance. I want to say it's like 40 uh to move back,
0: I think. Yeah, down to 10th.
1: Yeah. And then uh, 6, 7, 8, 5, 6, 7, 8 are literally impossible for mm-hmm. us to get to.
0: You're and either 9th, 10th, or top 4.
1: Not terrible, but, you know, we could have been much higher and had a better percentage. So... Was that playing worth it? <laughs> I will outright say no. But the, what was worth it is to see how far back the Spurs really are.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We have some serious holes that need to be filled, and ev- that we were exploited bad in that playing game. We could not get stops, we could not get boards, we could not consistently hit threes. It's just a lot of negatives came out of that playing game, which long term could be a positive because now we can revamp and rebuild accordingly. But besides us, man, I don't even know what besides the Spurs. Yeah, I mean, everyone its the usual um, suspects as it comes to the top of the draft in terms of teams that are picking. We've got, looking like the Rockets, the Magic, the Pistons and the Thunder will round out that top four Mm -hmm. in some sort of um, order. Order. Then you go Pacers 5, looking like Blazers 6, Kings 7, Pelicans right before us at 8, Spurs 9, Wizards at 10. And that rounds out the top 10. Who who do you want the Spurs to get at say nine?
0: At nine? Yeah, I've got one or two players. Yeah, uh, just because I'm guessing anybody else would be gone. Whether it's Keegan Murray, whether it is yeah, um, Banchero, Holmgren, yeah, yeah, like everybody's gonna be gone. I'm not expecting certain players to fall. I expect Keegan Murray to go top eight easily mm-hmm. banged Matherin I believe is going in the top he could be there he could but I'm not expecting him there I expect him to to go high so for me I think Johnny Davis could be there at nine I would like Johnny Davis or Jalen Durden I think Jalen Durden had a nice end and close out to the year mm-hmm. after a slow start yeah and he very well could be that piece the, he doesn't ha- quite have an outside shot but you kind of see like the makings of mm-hmm. him being being he's able to he's got the to. touch and he's a bouncy big that can switch
1: he's also a year and a half younger than Chet Holmgren yes wow that's wild 611 75 wingspan Freshman, big out of Memphis, Jalen Duran it's basically baby Dwight Howard with a little more touch. Mm-hmm. I would be for it. I'd also like if ben I also
0: in- kind of think of him a lot like uh, somebody who hasn't lived up to the potential, but out of Memphis just a few years ago, James Wiseman. Yeah, I think James
1: maybe had a little bit more skill in his game, but yeah, he's I a see it.
0: he's a raw yeah. version, yeah.
1: I like uh I really like Jeremy Sohan from Baylor. Mm-hmm. Six nine, six ten. At nine. I, I mean, I would take him there. Okay. I wouldn't be opposed. I my favorite that I want to get is Benedict Matherin, but like you said, he very well could be gone. So after that I look at Duran, Davis, and Jeremy. One of those one of those three I'd be very happy with. Cause for me, Jeremy feels while we don't always draft to fill needs. He's got a lot of upside.
0: 6'8", he, yeah. he brings that size. He can stretch the floor. Mm-hmm. He's got some playmaking ability. Versatile
1: tool. defender. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does a lot. So
0: I absolutely see it. Yeah. What are your thoughts on Mark Williams?
1: I like Mark Williams a lot, but not there. If we still had our mid-teens pick that we thought we were getting from the Raptors, mm. I would have taken him there. I don't think he falls into the 20s for us which is unfortunate. I would really like him. But I think he, he skyrocketed himself up a little bit uh, with his play down the stretch of the season. I do like Mark Williams a lot. I also very much like Christian Coloco and uh, our guy from Auburn, Walker I think Kessler. I
0: Coloco's uh, late, late. Late first, first yeah. Uh, so at 20. At 20. What are you looking at at 20? Because I think there are a couple of guys that fit. Um, Obviously, Kessler could go there. I'm not sure he lasts that long. Mm -hmm. But that could be a spot for Kessler in that range at 20. Mm -hmm. Um, Kendall Brown.
1: Yeah, if we don't take Sohan, like say we go Johnny Davis, I would take Kendall Brown there. Mm
0: -hmm. EJ Liddell. I like EJ. And Tari Eason are all kind of picks in that 20 area. He would be
1: my top in that 20 area I would want, would be Tari Eason. 6'8", six man Mm -hmm. of the year out of the SEC. We literally just drafted the last six man of the year out of the SEC Mm and Primo, so a little bit to go off of there.
0: What do you think of Wendell Moore?
1: He's an absolute pro. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't. Not on this team. Yeah, I don't think he fits as well with us. Only because he doesn't shoot the three at that great of a rate. He's a scorer, but he's not a shooter. And we need shooters. So, What about at
0: 24? At 24? I once we're done, I want to ask if you think we keep all of these.
1: At 24, uh, I like Max Christie. I like... uh, Say it. Uh, what's his name? I like Jaden Hardy. I like Bryce McAllens. I like Patrick Baldwin. There it
0: is. Players like that. I think Patrick Baldwin could be. I think that's a place mm-hmm. that you could possibly get Coloco.
1: Yeah. Or, yeah, Coloco. I like him there, too.
0: Um. What do you think of Josh Monock? Uh,
1: Oh, from Memphis? Mm -hmm. Nah. no. Super raw. Extremely bouncy, but doesn't add much more than that. Okay,
0: here's a guy I've been falling in love with then. How about Nikola Jovic?
1: Oh, yes. At 24. I do like Nikola Jovic. Actually, quite a bit. Mm 6'10", small forward, power forward, Serbian, with an absolute laser for a right arm.
0: Serbian. Yep.
1: Absolute laser for a right arm. Shoots the ball at a prolific rate, can handle it, can put it on the floor. Like I said, six ten. Yeah, I I would be quite happy with that pick actually. And I also there's another um, Euro that I like a lot too, and Usman Dang. Okay,
0: let let's play with this draft a little bit then. Uh, <clears> at <throat> if they go nine, mm-hmm. if they go Johnny Davis, yeah.
1: Okay, we go Johnny Davis at nine. Okay, twenty.
0: You're looking at.
1: Twenty, I'm taking Nikola Jovic at twenty. At twenty, yeah,
0: and then twenty-four. Then at twenty, or well, because
1: I think it would be Jovic it, or Eason.
0: Because I think you can get Jovic at twenty-four, maybe, maybe. I don't know. I think he's right in that range, like late, late first round.
1: I'm looking at a, a mock draft right now, and it mm-hmm. has Denver drafting Nikola Jovic. Remember, what if they had Nikola Jokic? And Nikola Jovich. That would be...
0: Where would where are they taking him in that? <laughs> at 21. Okay. So you'd have to take him at 20. Yeah.
1: Okay. I would... I would... Right at 20, I'd be gunning for Eason or Jovich. Okay. For sure. And, and then, then at 24... The if, lottery
0: ticket of Baldwin? Mm-hmm.
1: Well, if we take Jovich, I'm not taking
0: Baldwin. Okay. You don't want multiple, like, swings just to, in case... Because... The NBA draft is such a a lottery scratch It's true.
1: I think, though, if I'm taking Jovich and I've taken Johnny Davis, then at 24, I think I'd take Christian Coloco.
0: Okay. Do you think Marcus Williams is around there?
1: Nah, I think Mark Williams is going to go in the the mid-teens. Okay. He he'll go anywhere from like fourteen to like seventeen. I thought so too. I yeah. was
0: just wondering what your thoughts. If he of where was he there, would go. if
1: he was there at twenty, I'm taking Mark Williams. Okay. Yeah. But I just don't think he's going to be right, there. All right, switch it up.
0: So okay, Jalen Durden's now at nine.
1: Okay, we take Durden now at not at twenty. I'm looking at. Are you
0: still Yovich?
1: Possibly, yeah. I like him a lot. I think he's got a lot of too. upside at 6'10 and can really shoot the ball.
0: Yeah, I do too.
1: I'm probably still taking Jovich there. Or, Yo, to- or, or Eason. Eason. Yeah, I like them at our at our second So first. what are you
0: doing at 24 then? At 24... Because now you've got two bigs.
1: Yeah. At 24, I'm either going Jaden Hardy or...
0: Bryce McAllens. Bryce McAllens. What yeah. are your thoughts on uh, Marshawn Beauchamp? I do like Marshawn Beauchamp from G League Ignite.
1: He's definitely he's a lockdown defender, mm-hmm. your standard 3 and D guy. Yeah. I do like him. I think he's going to be gone, to be honest. You think he he's
0: a, going high?
1: Not high. I think he goes right around that Mark Williams, Kendall Brown, you know, 17 to 20 range. So I think at 24, okay. he's already gone.
0: Okay. But if he was there? Yeah. Yeah, we do need a guy like
1: that. We need mm-hmm. a straight lock defender. So yeah, I would I would take him there. It would be a guard for sure. If we take in two bigs, I'm taking a guard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what would your thoughts be in the second round? What are some early second round names that you're looking at?
1: Uh, let's see. Early second round names? Uh Window Moore is definitely gonna be good. I like Michael Foster out of G League Ignite, six eight forward. hmm I like Jordan Hall out of Saint Joseph's. Um I like Trevor Keels. Uh I like where is he? From Stanford. What's his name?
0: What about the UCLA front court? Whether it's Jaime Hawkes or I think Peyton they're Watson. both I,
1: Oh, I might take. I would take Peyton Watson. Is Jaime Jaquez a senior, junior? No, I think he's going back. I think that entire UCLA team is going back. You think they're all going back? Yeah. Um, man, what's the kid from Stanford? Harrison Ingram. Oh, okay, okay. I like him a lot. Very Kyle Anderson with a little bit more athleticism and speed to him. Okay, but a very cerebral kind of point forward type guy. I like. I I would love to take him in the second round too. Okay. Fair can make the Spurs can have. I mean,
0: they're not taking all these picks. No, right?
1: they're not. I mean, I would be extremely surprised if we brought four rookies onto the team, but I wouldn't be mad about it. either. Would, no, I wouldn't be mad about it either. More, more swings at the bat, more swings at the plate. Easier to get a home run. So, yeah, I, I would like to see it, but I, it's just so out of the Spurs like system, but. Baby, that's what we need, man. We need a revamp. We need some juice. Like, we need to switch things up. We're three years no playoffs. Something's got to change. And for me, I know I said this to you earlier, off air. If presented the opportunity, I would trade nine or ten and Keldon or Devin to get into that top three. To try and get Dejounte Murray his bat, the Batman to his Robin, Mm -hmm. because as good as Dejounte Murray is. He's not going to be... He can't be your best player. And Jabari Smith or Paolo Bencaro on a pick and roll with DeJounte Murray sounds extremely lethal. So if the opportunity presented himself, I'm sorry Spurs fans, but I'm making that deal. So,
0: what if you can't get up into the top 4, 3. Then I'm not doing it. Is there nobody out there that you would trade picks for though? I mean, we see it if all the I time. could trade picks,
1: yeah, I would trade picks, but I'm not trading any players to get into outside of the top 3.
0: What I'm not saying about outside of the top 3 I'm or talking, inside or I'm talking about, you know, Restrictive free agents. Oh, I you're saying. Yeah, okay. I see what, that you're, saying. Yeah, with okay, I see what you're saying. I thought you were talking about draft talking guys. about players like possibly yeah, John, John Collins. Collins yeah,
1: Ayton, um Zach Levine, Zach Levine. Yeah, I would go after all three of those guys. It's any one of them. Any? Yeah, all all three of them. I would I would make phone calls for all three of them.
0: If you're Brian Wright, your the phone is ringing for let's say John Collins and his massive contract. Mm-hmm. What's, what's the price, do you think? it's Probably multiple firsts. Enough. Probably
1: 9 20 and probably someone off the squad. I'll give you Zach Collins for your, Zach <laughs> for, for your John Collins.
0: <laughs> you don't even got to change we'll the swap jerseys. We'll swap you Collins. <laughs> you don't Let's even gotta just change swap the Collins.
1: <laughs> no, but I think it would be something along those lines. And I would do it without a doubt.
0: What would it take to get Aiton?
1: A Supermax?
0: (laughs) Well, obviously a Supermax, but I imagine it's a sign-and-trade type of deal. Yeah,
1: probably Jakob and uh, 9 and 20, and maybe... A future first? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I'd probably be three firsts, I would imagine. Would you? Yeah,
0: I would do it. Like I said, we need to switch things up. We're not three seasons in a row with the same squad. Is DeAndre Ayton a Superman? Because you say Dejounte can't be your Superman. I don't see DeAndre Ayton as a Superman. Ayton
1: isn't a Superman.
0: Now I could see Johnny Davis possibly becoming one. Mm. A Superman? I don't know.
1: I don't know if he can be a Batman or a Superman. I don't either, but I
0: think his upside to be that...
1: Yeah, he he reminds me of Book. I mean... Exactly. Yeah, he does remind Book's me of Book. Book's a Superman. No, nah, Book is absolutely a Superman. I think Benedict Matherin could be a Superman. Mm-hmm. He's got a lot of Donovan Mitchell in him. I don't think Jalen Duran is a Superman. I
0: don't either. I think he's an Aiton.
1: Yeah. I, Jeremy Sohan's not a Superman. No. For me, like, my ideal offseason, if I could...
0: Script it perfectly. Script
1: it perfectly as we trade Keldon and our nine to get into the top three.
0: Okay.
1: We take Jabari Smith or Paula Carroll. Then we throw... So you'd
0: have to be top two just to guarantee yeah. it.
1: Then, yeah. And then we throw a boatload of money at Zach Levine. And then we're running next season with DJ, Zach, Devin, or Keldon, whichever one we don't trade. Jabari or Paolo and Yach and suddenly we're in the playoffs that's my ideal ideal scenario for the Spurs will that happen 99% no that is not all gonna <laughs> but happen there's that 1% you're saying there's a chance that's what we got for you today y'all we'll be right back get into some sneakers got a heavy Jordan lineup for y'all so nothing but heat coming your way this is the post-up on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. We'll be right back. Welcome back, all my hoops and sneakerheads. We are going out of bounds for a quick moment. Got a Jordan lineup for you. Nothing but heat.
0: First, we're going to start with... I'm wearing my Pine 3s to celebrate the occasion. Love that.
1: <laughs> First, we're starting with my main man, my favorite player in the league, Luka Doncic, <sighs> debuts a Regal Air Jordan 11 low PE as the playoffs began. And it is fire. That is a fire shoe, man.
0: It is Red with mm-hmm. gold accents, yep, and the designs oh, down near the sole so nice is incredible. They're and then so you got nice. the tongues with the Luka Dacic, the L7 on one, on one. and then the jump man. and then the jump man on the other, uh, tongue. Like, yeah. it's sick.
1: It looks like it's made out of like red satin, it does like silk and satin. Like, it's a shiny shoe with that gold. It's going to catch your eye, for and sure. And I look
0: at the designs at the bottom, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking, like, Bullfighters, yeah. like, coat. Matador <laughs> stuff, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, I see that, for sure. This is a super dope shoe. Luca, I mean, it's fire. he's Jordan's front r- man right now, so it I expect fire. a lot more of this to come from Luca Doncic. I'm so excited for his shoe to come out. Yeah. I want his... His actual shoe to release. Not the P.E.'s. Yeah, I don't want any more P.E.'s. I want the Donch. Although, if the, the Don- P.E.'s
0: are like this, I'm Ooh, yeah. it.
1: Yeah. No, these <laughs> these look like a one of one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't think anything like this will ever come out. Yeah, those are those are super hot fire right there.
0: We'll what go, else we got this week?
1: Let's see. We've got a Air Jordan 1 Stealth colorway that I like a lot. I do love it. super clean. It's just gray and white. Different patches.
0: And I love the inside of the tongue. Mm-hmm. Those are so nice. The patch on the inside of the tongue. It's got a goat on it. Yeah. it says, quality inspired by the greatest player ever.
1: It's beautiful. <laughs> and what's great about these shoes is... And it's is... the different
0: shades of gray that really make it pop. Mm-hmm. And they g- you can wear
1: these with anything. Yeah. These are so clean. Yeah. that I hadn't seen... That tongue tab yet?
0: Was, Scroll to that last picture. Yeah, I know that t- that that tongue tag is amazing. Yeah,
1: that's sick. <laughs> if you've ever listened to this segment, you know I'm all about the little details. And that right there, like that, makes me. That's want That's a little shoe. detail. Yeah, that that makes me want this shoe even more than I already did. You're welcome. Super clean <laughs> colorway. It's literally just different shades of off white and shades gray. of gray. Yeah, it's, it's so all nice. shades of gray, man. Super nice. Super clean. Goes with anything. Next, we've got the Air Jordan 4 Military Blacks, which Those are, are clean, super nice.
0: Those are so clean. It mm-hmm. is all black and white except the little suede piece on the front of the 4 yeah. that's kind of like a grayish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It is super clean. Super I nice. like this look.
1: I love the black behind the mesh. Yes, I love the way Makes that it looks. Pop. Yeah, I love the way that looks. Yeah, these are fours. I like fours, but they've never been my favorite Jordan. I but like fours. The fours that have been coming out recently, super fire. Like I think when
0: I, you can create colorways with fours where you can put that mesh and then the color behind it to make it pop. Yeah, it's just it's a game changer. This is
1: our second out of bounds in a row with the fours. Like last time, remember we had mm-hmm. the Canyon Purples yes, that were super which were fire. Super fire. I like. Yeah, these. A ride right up my alley. I love the Canyons. But these military blacks, man. And lastly though. Oh yeah. Last but not least, probably my favorite of this lineup. And
0: I am not a Six fan.
1: Yeah. I'm not a huge Six fan either. But these Georgetown Jordan sixes.
0: It are is all suede. Beautiful. It is all gray. All gray with suede with just little accents of that Hoya blue. And they are
1: fire. They're so beautiful, man. I I love Suede to begin with. And then gray suede on top of that with the accents of the Hoya um, Navy. The silver on the tongue with the blue jump, man. Mm -hmm. Everything about this shoe just flows and works really well. It's
0: so simple. Just the little hint of blue on the back strap.
1: Man, yeah, I like these a lot. I like these a lot, a lot.
0: Yeah. And like I said, I'm not a six guy. Like you said how yeah. you've never really been a four guy. I have never been a six yeah, guy. Yeah,
1: I, I bought a pair of the Maroon Sixes once, and they're just they're heavy, they're not that comfortable. They look good, but these I would buy these. These are fire. Georgetown six there's you know, we talk about the Carolina colorway a lot. There's Georgetown a, colorway yeah. is
0: right up yeah, there.
1: Never you can't go wrong with the Georgetown colorway either. That's a hundred percent true that's all we got for you guys today on out of bounds we'll be right back to talk a little bit about the playoff games tonight and tomorrow and we'll give y'all our picks on who we think's gonna win these first games this is the post up on san antonio sports star espn am 1250 and 1033 fm and make sure to always check out all the shows on the go at sasportstar.com we'll be right back y'all Welcome back, S.A. This is where we finish off the show. Tying a little bow on it. Talking about the playoff games tonight. Give you all our picks. So tonight and tomorrow, start of the first round of the NBA playoffs. Gonna be so fun. Cannot wait. We got four games tonight, four games tomorrow. Tonight in order, we've got Jazz Mavs, Timberwolves Grizzlies, Raptors 76ers, and... The Nuggets and the Warriors. Of this slate, the Nuggets and the Warriors are is definitely the game to watch. Is Steph's supposed to play right? I think they said that. Yeah, he was, he's playing. Yeah, he's gonna come out and play. Very, very intrigued with that series. If the Warriors' big three, who pledged, told me had only played eleven minutes together on the season, can take down. Who will now be the two-time MVP and one of the best big men the game has ever seen in Nikola Jokic? Mm-hmm. I'm also intrigued at the Mavs and Jazz because Luka will come back, but for me, this is it for the Jazz. Like, if they can't get it done, they gotta they gotta blow it up. They gotta change some stuff around. Yeah, they're sitting in purgatory right now, so I'm very intrigued with that. Tomorrow we've got the Hawks and the Heat. The the Nets and the Celtics, the Bulls and the Bucks, and the Pels and the Suns. I think Hawks Heat could be pretty solid, but really it's all about the Nets and the Celtics and this side of of the slate for tomorrow. I think that's going to be a crazy series that goes seven games.
0: It's hard not to see that going seven. That's just outside. That is the best first round matchup. Even, Even with. Nuggets. No, it is, Warriors. without a doubt.
1: It is, without a doubt. I think the Suns and the Bucks might be getting their brooms out. I think maybe there will be genuine yeah. sweeps on both of those, but I think both could be uh, sweeps. So let's go in, give our picks. So Jazz, Mavs, who you got in Game 1? No Luka for the Mavs.
0: I'm going to go with Jazz, Game 1, just because no Luka. Yeah. If no Luka, that's just... It's a heavy hit. It's a
1: heavy... I mean, you're going to have to lean so heavily on Brunson and Dinwiddie to get Mm -hmm. it done. T-Wolves and the Grizzlies. I also go er, Jazz in the first one.
0: I'm going to go with the Grizz. Fully functioning Grizz. I expect them to make a run at least to the conference finals. Mm -hmm. I think they are that good. Yeah,
1: no, I completely agree with you there. I want to see... If Carl Anthony Towns can step up because he was terrible in the mm-hmm. playing game.
0: Ant helped to carry Yeah,
1: and, and then D in the D-Lo, second yeah. half. But yeah, Cat has to step up. Raps, 76ers. I go sixers just because Embiid and Harden, you know,
0: the Raps this are is, good. This is going to be where. This could be seven. This is going to be. The narrative. Like, Mm -hmm. it's James Harden, it's Joel Embiid, it's the Philadelphia 76ers. Are they enough? They've got to show something in this playoffs. They cannot look bad against the Raptors. I'm taking the Sixers.
1: But the thing, the caveat is they're not going to have Matisse Thibault in any of the Toronto games. And Mm -hmm. that is their outright best defender. That could pose a problem. Nugs Warriors, who you got in the first one? I think I go Nugs. I think Jokic is going to come out
0: like a monster. I'm going Nuggs. I'm going to go Warriors. I think the return of Steph, I think all three of them together, I think they're going to right away, plus Mm -hmm. being at home is going to help. True. I'm going to take, because I think Jokic is going to go off. Yeah. No doubt about it. I see a
1: 30-point triple-double tonight.
0: No doubt. But I also see Steph with probably 38.
1: Yeah, I (laughs) agree. Hawks, Heat. Heat. I think they're going to beat up on the Hawks.
0: Yeah, I like the heat bam Adebayo, Jimmy Butler. I like that. I while I do expect the Hawks to get probably two games yeah. in this series. Agreed. I don't think this is one of them.
1: Yeah. All right, the toughest one. Mm-hmm. Nets Celtics. Who you got in the first game? No time, Lord.
0: <sighs> I want to say Celtics. <laughs> I'm wearing Me too, my Celtics man. gear Me too. But Kyrie's playing at a different level right now, and Kyrie and Katie, I think they take game one. You think so?
1: Yeah, I think that they do also.
0: Bucks-Bulls. It, it, all, it all comes down to when Robert Williams gets mm-hmm. back, I think.
1: Yeah. Bucks-Bulls, I mean, Bucks. Yeah, it's...
0: Outright. This is a sweep, Could get I ugly. I think this is a sweep. I
1: do, too. Uh, Giannis is just going to impose his will. And then... Again, Pell's Sons, another easy one, suns Pells are hot, they're feeling good about themselves, but they're about they to run, yeah,
0: they should, but they're about to run into a bus saw you, yeah, at. exactly.
1: That's what we got for y'all today. We will be back again next week. This is this oh, not the Saturday morning hangover it was it was, and it turned into what is now the post up. San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 1033 FM. Thanks to all those who tuned in to me and pledged today. We'll be back again shortly for y'all. Y'all hang tight and watch some NBA games.